States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Ms. Cardos? Here. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Here. Mr. Larmer? Here. Mr. Shreya? Here. Mayor Ruby? Here. Mr. Stuckey? Here. Okay, first up this evening, Brexville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday at uh, 722 on Thursday, September 7th, 2023 at Brexville City Hall, 9069 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio, to establish a front yard setback of 140 feet for parcel A, located at 9135 Highland Drive. If you are here for this one, please step up to the podium. And um, this is a presentation to the public, so the podium is facing outwards. Uh, when you come up, please state your name and spelling for the record. Jacob Sendel, C-E-N-D-O-L, with Aztec Engineering and Surveying. Uh, Jim Cusa, Auburn Home Builders. Uh, general contractor. Could you spell your last name, please? I'm sorry. Last name Kusa, K U S A. Thank you. We have a new home going up on 9135 Highland, and we would like to propose a front setback of 140 feet. Okay. Um, you want to give a brief explanation of uh, why you're why you're seeking the I mean, it's, that this is a lot split and so we have two existing neighboring lots that we are now redesigning to accommodate a new home and with that new home we're requesting a 140 foot front setback okay um, for the members of the public, this is your chance to comment on, on this item. So if you're here for this topic this evening, uh, th this is your opportunity to speak. Uh, let us know. We can have a microphone for you if you're here for this topic. Okay, it would appear there are no comments on this topic. Um, for the applicants, thank you. Uh, you'll be back uh, in the work session. Thank you. Thank you. Motion to close the public hearing. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreve? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, we'll now move into our regular meeting. Um, first up, I move for approval of the regular meeting minutes of August 24, 2023. Second. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, I move for approval of the work session meeting minutes of August 24, 2023. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, that will take us into our signs for this evening. 
Uh, first up, Physician's Ambulance at 6670 West Snowville Road, Suite 2. If you are here for this, uh, come on up and um, Please, um, let's see, we get that turned around. I got it. Thank you. You didn't know we were going to put you to work, did you? That's my workout for today. All right. So um, please walk us through your application this evening. Sure. And your name, please. Yep. Uh, Ryan Brady. Could you spell that? Uh, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Brady, B-R-A-D-Y. Thank you. Sure. Okay, so uh, for this project, uh, we have a pretty simple uh, wall sign, not illuminated, uh, on a piece of quarter-inch uh, aluminum composite uh, metal with some printed graphics. Um, this location for Physicians Ambulance is really a, it's really a temporary location. They're renovating um, the pretty large building across the street that they're eventually going to move their entire team into. Um, but they have, about, they have their staff in here currently. And so they're just looking to brand it for um, when they have people coming to interview and different vendors and whatnot. So they just wanted to have a, um, a little bit of branding on the building to make it easier for people to find them. Um, so on the building, we've got, a, like I said, a, a non-illuminated a non panel sign. And then on the door below, there are going to be some die-cut white vinyl graphics. Um, one of the things I did notice, I think, on the application, I just wanted to, to clarify the size of that building sign is 36 inches high by 76 inches wide. I think when we submitted, I think the scale got bumped on that drawing. So um, I think it showed it at half the size that it actually was because the scale got uh, scale got bumped down. But other than that, that's that's pretty much it. Okay, so one wall sign and one door sign. Uh, there doesn't appear to be. Any deviations required for this application? Uh, so, for the commission, are there any questions for the applicant? No. Sir. no. Okay. I move for approval and building department issuance of two signed permits for Physicians Ambulance, 6670 West Snowville Road, Suite 2, Brexville, Ohio, as described in the application dated August 16, 2023 and drawings by Brady Sign Company for the following signs. One, 4.75, <clears throat> excuse me, one 4.75 square foot permanent wall identification sign and one 0 0.59 square foot permanent identification door sign. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Cato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreve? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Next up, the Light Wisdom and Wellness at 8185 Brexville Road. Hello, Lisa Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T. -E and my partners and I are opening up a wellness center. And I have copies of the signage. We'd like to apply for three signs so that I can pass them out to you. Um, is that different or, than what have. we have? No, that, in that's our it. It's just a cleaner copy, but yeah, that's it. Okay. So there would be um, the first sign you can see in the blue and white is what we chose. That one is 19 inches high by 63 inches wide. 
There'll be a light on the ground that illuminates it. Then there'll be a banner above our front door. And that is almost 11 inches height by 69 inches width. And then we'll have a, a vinyl decal on the front door as well. And that's 24 inches height by 19 inches width. And the colors, as you can see, are blue and white, clean, crisp, um, vinyl. With the exception of the first sign is um, metal with some aluminum compost. Okay. Um, do you have a copy of the write-up here? Um, looks like you're requesting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different deviations uh, for the signage. I'm not following. We have uh, three signs that we want. What do you mean by seven deviations? Like, um, looks oh. like there's a deviation for the door sign. Um, it's allowed to be two square feet. The one applied for is 3.17. Um, a deviation that the door sign include the business name to permit a logo. A deviation uh, for the canopy sign that's a maximum of five square feet to allow seven. Okay, I see um, what you're saying. So, so these are all um, deviations that this application is, is seeking. Um, I guess the first thought is that um, that's quite a few. Um, is, is, is there a way to get this sign package closer to compliance with our ordinances? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if we were to take them one by one, um, the door identification sign at 3.17 to two, is that something where it could be reduced to the two square feet? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two. Okay. Um, the the door sign to include the business name um, and not the logo. Is, is that an option? Um, if that's how it has to be, of course. I'd prefer the logo, but it doesn't have to. I mean, understood. What, whatever your code is, you know, I would okay. say, yeah. Um, yeah. So, w would you be open to the door sign having just the business name? Mm-hmm. Okay. For sure. Um, the canopy sign, um, it's a maximum of five square feet. The application is seven. Um, what, what I'm, okay, so we have one foot high by eight feet long. That's, um, I think it barely knows. Yeah, that's. I guess what I'm wondering is, I know that this is replacing the realty company. Right. They had their sign there. Right. Um, if you go to the next one, where you go from 12 inches. Yeah, those are reduced good. it to eight. Those, yeah. Be well within it. You would get there. Yeah. I'm sure. You knock both of them out of the box. So, so the canopy sign. Did you understand that? So I heard something about reduce it to eight. Okay. So there's uh, one of the deviations is listed so that the canopy. Yeah. Um, do you do you have a copy of this? No, I just have this. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Here. I got. It. You got mine. Okay. Um. I. I it may be helpful if you want to. That's why she's on okay. the same page. Yeah. Um. So to catch you up, I was going through the bullet point items that are on that right up there. Right. So the first two we just talked about, 
the third and fourth go together. Um, the third is allowable area, and the fourth is uh, maximum height. So we have a maximum height of eight inches. The application is seeking 12. Um, if we were to hold that to the eight inches that's in our ordinance, that would um, bring the allowable area, on, uh, at least I think, did that get it under five? Okay, can't do that kind of math in my head. Um, so um, if that were made to um, eight inches. And then if the five square foot was. Yeah. So an issue we can yeah. Yeah, then it's, yeah. Then it's, yeah. And we won't. Enough. And as long as the chairman and yeah. you are satisfied, this is still going to be led. Just do the eight inches yeah. and whatever yeah. the area is mm -hmm. it is. Okay. Um, and then it says a deviation that the canopy identification sign include the business name but not a logo. Um, so I guess that would help your allowable also. Um, would, would you be amenable to the idea of, of, looks like the logo would be the sun there. Yeah, so remove that and just keep the business name. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. She has to keep that logo somewhere. Is that going to be on the ground sign? Or the ground sign. Would it, is it acceptable to have the logo on the banner as well? Or is that indicating? Um, that's not for me. Well, we're, that's, that's the fifth one. What, which one were you referring to? Uh, the one above the front door. Okay. That, that would be the one that we're referring to. So that's okay. what we're calling as a canopy Got sign. It. Okay. So just have the logo on the main board. Sign number one, and just the business name on sign two and sign three. Right. I apologize. I didn't hear you very well. It's okay. So basically, the logo only goes on sign one, is what you're saying. Yeah, sign one. Ground, right. Ground. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so the next one is a deviation that lettering styles be the same on ground signs for multi-business unit, multi-business unit buildings to allow a different style lettering than which is presently on the ground sign. Okay. Um, I guess I have a hard time holding her to this one since the two signs that are there don't match each other. Um, I agree with that. I, I think there's a precedent there. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one is a deviation that the letters for a replacement business name be the same as those previously approved to allow different color styles and heights to be used. I think that kind of ties in with the same as the last exactly. one. Yeah. That, um, yeah, that, yeah. that ship has sailed. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, and Mr. Chairman, I think if she makes that cha those changes to the eight inches and gets rid of those two logos, the back page, which is 31.55 square feet, about was at 35, is permitted, I, you know, I think it shrinks it. it, shrinks it. Yeah. 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 So, um, have we allowed any logos on the doors, precedent-wise or whatever? In terms no, of we've, 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 had, the about, we've yeah. had the tech, the text, and the uh, websites. Yeah, but no logos. It's kind of a nice logo. So okay. Mr. Chair, <laughs> logos were approved for more recently for um, global lighting technologies, and there have been a couple others. Okay. Um,
Well, I think we were saying that the logo could stay on the ground sign. Yeah. Any others? Hmm? Any others? Any precedent that we've set for those? Um, Ms. Barkowitz was just mentioning yeah, that there are some precedents. Yeah, what's the furniture still? Um, Leopold, sure. So, we have about. Mr. Chairman, yeah. I, I was just recalling Leopold, Leopold. which is just a couple Leopold. of years down, we, li we did allow them on the building sign to include their logo. And I think, Mayor, correct me if I'm wrong, the criteria was if this is like part of their it's like branding. A letterhead, they're on branding. Their brand. I'm sure the young yeah. lady will admit that this is part of her branding. It is. I, I would, <laughs> I told if you. you're comfortable. I would tend to agree. So, we have it on the monument sign. Does it need to be on the door and the bell, uh, and the canopy sign? I, I think Ron said. I would put it on the canopy looks, sign before I put it on the canopy, on it. and I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I would not put it on the door. Well, okay. You, I'm sorry, did you say we have a lot of on the doors? On the doors. Recently? Yeah, there have been some recent ones. The so one maybe, mentioned global lighting. So it's just a matter of the yeah. size. What, what two would you like? How about the canopy and the main sign? Forget the door. I think we could. Door could just yeah. say the no light. No one's going to see that door. Just that monument right. sign is probably what your customers exactly. will see from the road. Exactly. That's yes. the star. Mm -hmm. The door the star is just sign. to locate kind of the door. Pato wisdom. All right. I would. Yeah. Okay. Would you would you be able to put the, put these changes together and For resubmit? Sure. And and before I ask you that. Do, or do you have clarity on it? Because we've kind of bounced around. Yeah, so I've cleared it on the uh, logos. Um, just the sign, I mean, the sizes, just follow the right in here deviations for sure. Okay. So, so keep your logo on, on the, the canopy, main sign. On the canopy sign, mm -hmm. yeah, the main one. And the canopy. Um, but we, we take it from the door, and the canopy sign be eight inches high instead of 12. And then everything else from there will fall into place. Okay. You should eliminate yeah. all the other ones. Should. Okay. Okay. Um, do you need anything from me for another drawing or anything like that? Or Well, I, I think we would look for you to resubmit with Got these it. changes. Okay. So okay. resubmit the sign package with those changes, and we've already discussed it. We, we can move through an approval at that point. Okay. You'll probably have to go back to whoever's doing your signs here. Yeah, area signs. You have to yep. go back to them, give them that information, they'll readjust right. everything for it. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, okay. thank you. Thank you. Okay, next up, Master Pizza Karate Scoops at 7059 Mill Road. Good evening. Dan Beeman, Wagner Sign Company, 7135 Westridge Road, Delirio, Ohio. Okay, so you were in here? Two weeks ago. Yeah, so why don't you um, walk us through sure. we, those um, changes. We went back after all the recommendations and uh, made some modifications to the sizing of the signs and, and the colors for the requests. Um, if you'll notice on the front sign, we reduced the overall size uh, to 33 inches, which brought in the width. Um, and then on the side, our thought is just to duplicate that because the other option we had shown was we just is is way too small. So we we just figured duplicating 
at that size made sense and, and creates uniformity, obviously. Um, my calculations, and, and according to the information I received ahead of the meeting, um, I have the square footage calculations coming in less than is shown on the sheet. I have them at 20, 26 point something. Um, so, and I think on here it showed it like at 29. I think that's what, you, what was oh, listed. Permitted sign face area is 26.85. Okay. Oh, yeah. And yours is 29, it says. Uh, yeah, and let me, I ran the numbers before and I came up with 26 point something. So maybe I missed something, but let me do it if you just bear with me. Are you referring to the, the first or second side submission? Because there were two. Um, included oh, in the so this second one, so the one the we're talking one. about. So, so we had spoken and, and you had submitted some revisions and then we had talked about um, providing some drawings that were to code. Okay, so and that's what, yeah, so I the, think the that's what this is. The write-off is based on the first, the first revision. Submission. Okay, so this one the is. The other ones that are code more code compliant are included in the package as well. Yes. So the ones before you, I come up with, that's not correct. I come up with 26.35 square feet on the ones that you, I think that you have before you. If you have the one that shows karate's at 33 inches high. By 42. Yes. Yeah, and then nine, nine foot seven nine for the overall seven. width. Yeah. So that, that brought our, our total square footage to 26.35. And if we duplicate it on the other side, then we're a little, a little bit over 52 square feet. Yeah, I'm sorry, what were you at 26 point? 26.35. So look at, looking at the deviations that are requested here, um, it allows total building signage of 35.83 to allow 53. From the last meeting, um, because we're adding the second sign on the side, mm -hmm. we know it's going to be over, and, and, and I don't think anybody had an objection to that one. Um, so it's going to be less than 58? Yeah, 53. Yeah, maybe less than that. Um, but then we you were reducing the one over the main entrance um, to get to try to get down to that 26.87 number. Um, right. Can we get a verif Ms. Barkowitz, can we get a verification on that math? Um, he's, he's saying he's at um, 26. Yeah, 33 by 115 divided by 144 is how I came up with it. Yeah, okay. but you have a space in there. Yeah. No, you took that whole nine foot seven. No, no, I'm saying you have a, right. But that, that nine foot seven includes both from edge to edge. You, you if could you make look. the argument to take the space well, out. What I'm saying is if you take the space out of the middle. That's probably why the write-up was, I think, 25.44. Yeah, but that won't look good. No, no, just the space that you already have. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. So you're, are you saying calculate individually? So that, is, that is not part of the sign calculation is what I'm okay. saying. Yeah, if you if you calculate if if I understand what you're saying, if you calculate these individually, it's way under. That's what I'm. Yes. I point you to the right. Thank you. Sure. I'm a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the pink ice cream on. <laughs> yeah. It's red. It's red. It's red. It's red. That's melon. 
So 33 times 42. Keep this. I come out to 24 square feet. Uh, 9.6. All right. And then 30. So would you would you come up with 24? Roughly 24, yeah. Is this last time we talked about this being internally illuminated or externally illuminated? It's externally. It's externally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I got mine mixed up here. Um, and Mr. Chairman, if you put that Mr. Chairman, if you put that space in there, they come out at 24, 24 square feet, which is under the, the 26.87. Well, we're still on. Um, I'm going to leave it. Uh, Ms. Barkwitz, I had a write-up dated September 7th that was in the packet, and the one that was sitting here, unless I mixed my sheets up, which is possible, it's dated August 24th, and it's still listing. Oh, my apologies. The, the, but it's listing okay. it list in an internally illuminated sign. Yeah, that, that's Right, that was in the pit, but this was here when no we got in. So I, just I go just with what was in our package, yeah. which, okay. which all makes sense. Okay. In the That's good. So the one, Eric, is 33 by 42 and 69 by 30. Right. And that comes to what? Just those two with the space in the middle leaves 24 square feet. That's 24. So okay. it's un under what we're looking so for. So it's under 26. Yeah. Um, Mr. Chairman, can I ask a point of clarification? You sure can. With the space, does that make it two separate signs then? Or is it still one sign? Um, that is a good question. And if we're calling it, um, if we're calling it two signs, then we just went from two signs to four. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, That's a really good question, Mari. Yeah. Um, it so, works even if you don't count the space, or I mean, if you count the space, it yeah, still, still works. It still, still, it still works, but there's a right. deviation later on of. Yeah. Maximum number of wall identification signs. So if it's yeah. not 24, the space in the calculation, you're still under the 26. Okay. And now we, we don't have to question whether it's two signs. So if we include the space, yes. So if we include we're the space, we're still going to have two with the side one, but we're going to have four. Yes. Yeah, I, I, yeah. What's right. what's the math if we include the space? 26.35. 26.35. Right. Okay. And then that's for that one. What's the math? On the one on the side. Oh, it's the same. It'd be the same. It would be the same. Okay, so our total is then 52.7. 52.7, Okay, and then maximum number of identification signs to allow two. We're already on board with that. Wall identification signs be located at the front of the building to permit a wall located or a wall sign located on the side. We're okay with and then a deviation from 1187.05, which allows no more than four colors to allow five. And we talked about that one last time. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think anyone had an objection. No, they to came that. down from seven to five. Okay. I think that's so that's that being point. said, um, the new sign is 26.35, so that eliminates that deviation. Um, and then we would be looking for a deviation to allow 52.7 for total signage. And then the other ones we discussed. That being said, does anybody have any questions, concerns, or objections the, as to where we are? The sign on the side, the Brexville Road 21 sign, is that lit? No. Not lit. It's not lit. No, it, they might 
do external illumination on that one at some point. Right. Okay. All right, I move for approval and building department issuance of a permit for one twenty nine for one twenty six point three five square foot internally illuminated identification wall sign um. and one twenty six point three five square foot that says internally illuminated. Um, I'm gonna have to restate this motion. Externally illuminated. Okay, I'm gonna start that over. I move for approval and building department issuance of a permit for one 26.35 externally illuminated wall identification wall sign and one 26.35 non-illuminated identification wall sign for Master Pizza and Karate Scoops Ice Cream Shop, 7059 Mill Road, Brexville, Ohio, as described in the application dated August 3rd, 2023, and attached drawing conditional on City Council's approval of the following deviations. A deviation from section 1187.09B1 that the maximum total building signage is 35.83 square feet to allow 52.7 square feet. A deviation from section 1187.09C that the maximum number of identification wall signs be one per unit to allow two. A deviation from section 1187.09C that wall identification signs be located at the front of the building to permit a wall identification sign to be located on the side of the building. A deviation from section 1187.05A, which allows no more than four colors on any sign to allow five. Second. Second. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ms. Cardos. Yes. Mr. Jansen. Yes. Mr. Pato. Yes. Mr. Larmer. Yes. Mr. Shreya. Yes. Mr. Ruby. Yes. Mr. Stuckey. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Next up, Barbara Dales at 8920 Brexville Road. How's it going? Uh, my name is Dale DeLong. Uh, what else am I supposed to say? Pardon? My name is Dale DeLong. What else did you guys need me to say? Um, spell it. What's that? Spelling would be uh, D-E-L-O-N-G. Okay. And then explain to us um, what, why you're here this evening um, regarding the application. If you want to explain your application. Yes. Yeah, so the application was for um, to have... Uh, this guy I know does uh, like window paintings for signage, um, and it's like this sort of old school small town kind of vibe. I have some uh, other proof of his work that's like it's you know pretty exceptional, um, and I just thought it would add uh, a really nice element to the the shop and the downtown area. Um, I guess with the uh, without the negative space in between the two kind of 
um, spaces of lettering, it's pretty big, but if you take that out, it's not that big. Okay. I, I think it was 12 square feet or something, but I'm not, I mean, but that's with the negative space. So uh, Barbara Dales was in front of us, I believe it was at the last meeting. Okay. And so in that sign application, um, we approved a sign to go on the panel up above the windows. Yeah. And the placard. And then we approved a blade sign that would be mounted mm -hmm. on the wall. And then we approved a blade sign for the rear of the building. Mm -hmm. um, so on, on this front here, we have a sign over the door um, and then we have a blade sign. Mm -hmm. um, so to do this, of, of what you're presenting here, would put the total building signage over the allowable. Um, and it, so it would require a deviation on the allowable, the total allowable area. It would require a deviation um, because there's already the sign up above that to allow both the window sign and, and the wall sign. Um, it would be larger than the allowable for a window sign and it would occupy more than 25% of the window area for another deviation. I have another, I have a smaller version as well. Um, is, is that the one that we have here? We, uh, we have two, okay, Yeah. yes. So we have that one, it looks like it's 56 inches by 25 inches. With that large negative space in the middle too. So I, I wasn't aware of there being any um, like signage limitations. I thought since it was the window, it, that would be like a yeah. Um, but whatever you know. Understood. So yeah. we we do have some limitations in in the ordinances, and I, I guess the question is that um, there are a variety of deviations required for the sign. Okay. Um, it. Explain to us what the necessity is where there's already a sign above the, the door and a blade sign um, to justify the number of deviations. What, what? Well, it's a, I would say it's a, it's a far track? cry from a necessity, um, but okay. uh, it's, it, to me, it's, it's, um, it looks great. Uh, it would be good for the setting, uh, small town environment, a classic sign. Uh, I think it does nothing but add value to what's around it um, and shows that I care about the business I'm putting in there and that. Uh, okay. And don't get me wrong, I don't in any way question the artistic um, sure, yeah, expression I of it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I understand what you're doing, but we do have ordinances and we do hold other businesses to those ordinances um, where, where there are, are minimal uh, deviations required. Um, we do, I, I guess. Um, so, are the just, just to be clear, the deviations are the number of signs and the size. Well, um, there there are four. So there's allowable signage for the building, and that allows a hundred square feet, and this would would take it up to a hundred thirty four. Yeah. Do you have this, sir? I don't have it with me. Oh, sure. If you okay. want to take this one. Jerry's, Jerry's got board. He's going to give you his. And you can follow along. Okay. So for allowable signage for Thanks. the whole building would be one. Um, another 
is a deviation that we would allow window signs in lieu of a wall sign, um, but then th th this is seeking both. And then f when a window sign is used, it would have an allowable five square feet, and this is seeking 12 and a half and acknowledging that you have the other option with, with yeah. the smaller size. And then 25% um, of the total window area. It, and I don't know what the percentages with with the smaller sign I will I will say from what I was hearing before with the other people it seemed like you were kind of taking away some of their negative space in there right we, we had to give it back we, we did calculate it in there okay yeah okay we took so, it and gave it back okay. that being said I guess so opening it up to anyone else if has any questions or concerns regarding this application notwithstanding the sign is attractive and that was my thing. It does have a good vibe. I, yeah. I, I get the uh, the area on the smaller one is 24%. Okay. It's still a so second that? 24%. 24%. Do, I do have a question as well. Is there any other, like along that main drag, that have similar type wall, like signs on the windows plus all of the other signage? I know the Apricot Lane has like a vinyl sticker on the window. Uh, I can't say what it is or what size or anything, but that would just help. Like if you know the coin, if we knew like the coin company had something, or you know, like other. I mean, in my, you know, I I'm not speaking on. I mean, to to me, it, it would set a better precedent of it being attractive and it not being uh, so like there's like the skate shop across the street and their signage. You know, what I mean, it's fine, whatever, but. I think it shows a lot of care and character with stuff, stuff like that, personally. Yeah, maybe the difference is uh, with the shop next door, uh, they have displays in their windows, so clearly right. we need to have that you know, be able to see those displays. There's, there's no displays or products that you intend to put in front, right behind this window, are there? Do, do you need that window space for... No, I mean, there's, I mean, no, I mean, you, I mean, I would like to be able to be able to still see in, but I mean, to me, there's plenty of space to see what's going on. And is that what you're asking me? Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I, I don't have any objection to it. And if we well, this. Did, did um, the Africa bouquet, did it get a uh, sign in the window? Did they apply for they that? did not apply for a permit for for the decals but I believe they're they're seasonal and temporary okay um, we haven't received any complaints for it and we're complaint based I throwing anyone under the bus I was just <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. Well, I was hoping the other one I, I was hoping that they had applied oh, for okay it. got it that would have helped you. I like it Mr. Chairman. Uh, to me it would be just a matter of what size the Commission feels is appropriate you know, we want them to succeed there. Um, it's attractive. Yeah, I, I agree. I do have a question regarding the two images. Sure. Um, one of them says it's 60 inches wide, and the other one says it's 56 inches wide. So okay. the difference being four inches, but graphically, they're... Um, this guy is not a digital different. artist. Uh, I could, do you guys want to see some of his other work that he's on another... No, I just, okay. I, I don't know if the image we're looking at is really representing 56 inches. I mean, to scale, I would think not. I have no idea. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess that's the question. So we have a visual that's that's representing that this one is smaller. 
but the dimensions indicate that um, it's only minimally smaller than. So is is the, is the large? You're saying truck, it looks smaller than what's like the. No, I'm I'm saying I have no idea because once is 60 and once is 56, and they're at least two feet different. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with you that uh, this looks significantly smaller than the other one with it only saying four-inch difference, yeah. I don't know how we make a judgment based on the dimensions that, that are there. Yeah, how, how, do, how do we cite? Yeah, the, I would um, almost say that the 60-inch is too big based on the whole window size being 89 inches. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, I don't know, but, I, like, yeah. I, I will say that uh, from this guy's experience, and this is what he does for a living, that he's uh, it's, he has a company called Old Soul Sign Co. He's done stuff all around the city. He said that th to, for what he does, that the, the larger one will actually look better. But, I, you know, I'm, that's not, I'm not fighting for it. I just, that's... And these are just digital renderings, so it's going to look significantly better than, than this. What the chairman's saying is that these, they're not to scale. So I, I, yeah. I, would think, I would think we like the smaller one. Yeah. But we would have to know how big the smaller one is. Not, not the 56 inches, you know, where, what it is on our, like our, the picture itself. Sure. Um, Mr. Wise is going to take a crack at this. <laughs> it's hard to, yeah. And, and I guess I have a question, and this is regardless of, we'll say, the quality of the sign. I think the quality of what they're representing is nice, but from a precedent standpoint, um, we have a business that is not very wide, and they have they're going to have three signs. So, for, from from a precedent standpoint, um, that's a lot of signage in a small amount of area. Question is, which do you want to give up one or the other one? Uh, I mean. You know that's that's not all up to me. I guess part of it's the um, like the landlord wants the the white rectangle sign. I mean, I don't. To me, I don't love that, but it, that's just that that has to stay. But yeah, I, and I the think for the are appropriate for the building and everything in terms of yeah, with the apricot lane next door on the panel. Yeah, Mr. Chairman, if I may, you may. Spoke two weeks ago, the, the sign package presented was entirely consistent with Apricot Lane, both in the front on the street and also in the parking area in the back. Yeah. And I was like, that was, that was great. Um, you know, my, my concern is you know, if, if we specifically allow this window sign, what's the next application we're going to get for the deviation for the one next door or the one next door? I think these are becoming, it wasn't the photographer when she had a window sign Correct, but not a wall sign. Yeah. She had a monument. She had a she had a yeah, she had a she had a monument and uh yeah, the window yeah. sign. She had the window in lieu of the wall sign. People are coming yeah. in more and more with these window signs. Yeah. I think we better next round up for our ordinances or whatever, we better look at it when we look at our sign packages again. This better be one of the things we look at because we're getting more and more of these things coming before us. Well, and as as Mr. Jensen mentioned, I I guess I am concerned as to um, what what this sets for for all the other businesses. Like how many how many more? And, and this the, the the 
the shame of it is it's an attractive sign. Um, but, but, um, do, does, I don't know. Um, this, this is my perspective, Mr. Turner. You know, we have done things in the downtown area to try to help businesses really succeed, mm -hmm. including putting wall signs on the office space above the building that has Starbucks or I believe the dentist that was there and other people. So we've, you know, we've used our discretion with deviations to try to promote businesses, and I know that downtown has been a large uh, concern, so uh, I, I don't have an objection to this. Maybe make it the smaller of the two signs. Mr. Jansen's point is, well, maybe we just need to understand we're setting now another precedent, but if if well, we would be comfortable with that on the other side of the street. Um, well, and this is an attractive one. What about the one that comes back that is not for another business? Uh, yeah. And then we've set the precedent. That's a good um, point. And we have discretion. Wouldn't this set a precedent to you'd want attractive signs rather than if, if they... If <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, you. we can write that into the ordinance. Yeah, I mean... Capital A. Yeah. You're not attractive. E. <laughs> yeah, you're not attractive. Yeah. I mean, from my standpoint, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but for the building and the continuity, he might not have the other three signs that we approved. You're, but, you're totally right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So because of that, it's, it's the building continuity. So to piggyback kind of what you were saying, Dom, it's, you know, th this is where works. we might make a, a one off because we're keeping it uniform and then still allowing you to have well and what what i do is a it's a sort of creative welcoming kind of business you know it's uh people like this kind of stuff they want to feel like they're somewhere like, like cool you know what's that it's kind of like mayberry yeah exactly and i think that has that kind of feel that you know isn't going to be push anyone to make i want to feel it'd be impressive more than you know something with x on it Laura's point, I think someone at the last meeting had a question, was the wall plaque really really large enough to have your your sign really be prominent? Are you talking about the white thing? Yeah, but it was yeah. already in place, so that's not going to happen. So. Yeah, but we would have... Your, your Barbara Day's, Dales look, look condensed, cramped in your overhead white sign, but that's... That's Laura's point, we did it because there was there. continuity of... Yeah. And consistent with the yeah, that would never be something I would choose. That was just had to be. And I, I don't know that people are going to notice that sign here much, to be honest with you. It's prepared when East of Chicago comes in here with a slice of pizza on the window. Well, but this is just a name. As long as it's a nice it's piece just, of pizza, we're going to prove it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, or, and this or, is or, nice, or, too, or if somebody comes back here. Or a glass of beer. And that would be all right. Yeah. It's a nice glass of beer. Um, so, I mean, it's not ugly. But this is just a name. It's just the name of the barbershop. So it's not like he's trying to advertise. And nothing else, like even my, my, my name is Barbara Dales, but nothing else says barbershop. And I kind of wanted something that said, like I even added specifically the barbershop just so it's like extra clear that this is what it was, you know? I will admit this looks better than when people start pasting things on the window. 
which is another whole other meeting. I mean, what did we what did we do across the street for the athletic for the supporting the, the shoes? Don't they have? They do. Uh, the um, two other businesses across the street from him have that same. I mean, have a sign in the window like that. Um, it, it, I don't recall exactly how many of them, but I would say several in the downtown have something in the window similar to this. Um, either it's in the black, as you see in the what in the former Wadsworth building, that building there, or uh, like they have it in the runner store. Um, About a barber pole on the front. Uh, the, uh, I'm putting it inside, facing the outside. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what does the math add up to now? If um, if we go with the small one, you're asking I guess me. I, I'm still <laughs> struggling with that a little bit too. Is that does this even represent? I think the small one is correct. As far take as the 25 if, if, 89, the if 89 is the correct number, this scales out to be about right. Okay. If the larger I just, one, I just, something's. I just ticked it off for the smaller one. You're right. I mean, yeah, the, the larger one, something's the way 25 off. as a scale and it works. The okay. other one is so at 56 small. by 25, what does the first deviation work out to be? Um, I don't know what the rest of the building is. That would add 9.72 to whatever. What did we approve last time? It's on top of what we approved last time. Yeah, I, I guess um, can can we do this? Sure. Um, what? Can you come back with confirmation of the size as it's graphically represented and the math? Or, or is this something that we can do here? I think he needs to do it for us to be safe. If Mr. Weiss can't even figure it out, trying to scale off the drawings. Well, I mean, I, if, if the 89 is correct, the, the numbers, it scales out to be that. Yeah. I just don't know and, that the and that's 89. I have no idea. So, yeah, you don't have a starting point. But we don't have the rest of the building. So the building allows 100 square feet. It was 134 um, what what does that reduce to by going to the smaller math? Um, Mr. Jensen already did the math in that it's only 24% of the window area, so that deviation goes away. And then the maximum si size of a sign face for a window is 5 to allow 12 and a half. So... Um, at 56 by 25, what is that square feet? 9.72. How much? 972. 9.72. 9.72. That should be added to what we approved last time. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't know what we approved last time. It should. Too busy writing. Yeah, but you know, from Mr. Weiss's count, you know, we don't know that the 89 inches is right. So it was 122. All right. Yeah, we allowed 122 last time. So this would be 122 plus. Get out 
Okay. Okay. Um, were you saying about the 89 inches you don't know that that's the actual width no we're oh. we're, we're calculating the math for the oh, deviations because okay. okay. we have to read it into the uh, into the records so. oh, okay um, okay we have reasonable expectation to believe that the smaller size is graphically represented accurately um, the allowable I'm sorry, the allowable for the building is 100, and this would have a deviation to allow 131.72. Um, and then the window sign would be 9.72 with the allowable of 5. Is there any objection to proceeding with, with this sign? Okay. I move for approval of and recommendation to the building departments for issuance of a permit for a 9.72 square foot window identification sign for Barber Dales at 8920 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio 44141 as described in the application dated August 29, 2023 and as shown on the attached drawing contingent on city council approval with the following deviations. A deviation from section 1187.09B1 that the maximum total building signage be 100 square feet for 8918 to 8926 Brexville Road to allow 131.72 square feet. A deviation from section 1187.09C that identification window signs be permitted in lieu of identification wall signs to permit both a window and wall identification sign for the building unit. A deviation from section 1187.09C that the maximum size of a sign face area for window signs is five square feet to allow a maximum of 9.72 square feet. And the last deviation goes away. Do I have a second? Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Cato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shria? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Thank you. So you are approved with the smaller one. Okay, cool. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, that concludes our signs for the evening. Uh, brings us to our reports. Mr. Stuckey, do we have a report from council this evening? Uh, I just have one report that the Brexville uh, clam bake is this Saturday. That's concludes my report well thank you mr. mayor do you have a report this evening yes this Saturday is uh, shred day so uh, if you wish to have your document shredded bring a uh, non-perishable food item as a donation if you wish uh, to the community I'm sorry to the municipal lot and from 9 a.m. to 12 noon they'll be shredding documents so all are uh, encouraged if they wish to do so to be there Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Wise, is there a report from engineering this evening? No report, thank you. Thank you. Okay, that concludes our regular meeting and that will take us into our work session. First up in the work session, we have the lot split and consolidation and front yard setback at 9135 
and 9155 Highland Drive. Um, for the record, we will ask you to uh, repeat your name and spelling uh, so we can get that entered. Jacob Sendel, C-E-N-D-O-L with Aztec Engineering and Surveying. Jim Cusa, Auburn Home Builders, K. Jim Cusa, K. USA. Um, like we talked before, we have two neighboring parcels that we would like to redivide to accommodate for a new home going on 9135. Okay, um, we did look at this at a prior meeting. Um, can you tell us what, if anything, is different from the last time we saw this? So previously there was an issue with the easement we had for the horseshoe drive that was crossing both, both parcels. Um, we agreed to eliminate seven foot of that, three and a half foot on either side uh, to meet that three foot setback for drives and eliminate the easement. Okay, so, um, so that, that goes away and then um, there is a deviation that um, lots be generally rectangular in form, but we discussed this last time, so this is nothing new. Um, so open it up to the commission. Does anybody have any questions or concerns regarding this one? Before we do that, Mr. Wise, do you have any engineering comments? As far as the uh, survey document, uh, no, no issue. We would just request that we have the uh, county pre-approval um, before the plats turned in for uh, signatures by the city. Um, and then again, as regarding the driveway, I get you did, you did remove it, which takes it away. Um, as far as your submission for your individual house plan when it comes, I mean, again, we will be looking for a driveway to service the building, the new house. Um, the extra driveway that you have hanging out there, I don't know where that'd go, but you might have to remove more. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. any, any questions or comments from the commission? Okay. Um, any reason not to proceed? I move for approval of a lot split and consolidation for 9135 Highland Drive, permanent parcel number 6013305, lot A, and 9155 Highland Drive, permanent parcel number 6013304, lot B. Establishment of a 140-foot front yard setback for lot A, as described, in the application dated June 29, 2023, and shown on the lot split plat dated June 22, 2023, by Aztec Engineering and Surveying Company, Incorporated. Contingent upon approval of the City Engineer, City Council, and Board of Zoning Appeals of the following variants. From Section 1117.09 requirement that lots be generally rectangular in form to allow lots with irregular form. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, next up, True North 
rezoning consultation at 6850 Miller Road. My name is Mark Lydon, L-Y-D-E-N, and um, I'm currently the uh, president and CEO of True North. <coughs> Brian Howard, chief operating officer of True North, H-O-W-A-R-D. Mayor Ruby, uh, Mr. Chairman, and commissioners, uh, thank you very much for uh, entertaining our presentation tonight. <coughs> And the first couple things I'd like to go is um, over what we'd like to accomplish accomplish tonight. Um, the first thing I'm going to do is introduce our True North team and then tell you a little bit about our family and the True North organization. And then Ryan <coughs> will go through the uh, proposed development uh, plan on Miller Road. Um, like I, I mentioned before, I am Mark Lydon. I'm the President and CEO. Ryan Howard is our Chief Operating Officer. We have uh, <coughs> uh, my daughter, Lindsay Lydon, who is our uh, Vice President of Development, and my nephew, Ryan, I mean, Bailey Lydon, who is our Vice President of Retail. We also have us with is Rick Turner from Diamond Z, and he is our engineer. And by the way, three of the four of us live in Brexville. Not only do we uh, do we work here, they chose to <coughs> reside here because of the of the community you guys have all built. A little bit about the, the Leiden family. We've been in this business for, uh, since 1919, and so we're celebrating our 104th year. Uh, we sell, we did a joint venture with Shell Oil Company uh, in 1999. And we decided that we needed to relocate our corporate headquarters. And around 2010, we came over to Brexville and met with the mayor and the law director and with the help of Frank LaRose, we decided to relocate our corporate headquarters on Brexville Road. And we haven't looked back since. It was working with the mayor and all his cooperation and plus on the uh, planning and zoning, we think we built a really attractive facility uh, on the south part of town. Subsequently, about a year later, we took a dilapidated shell station that we owned in the middle of town, and with the help of the, again, with the planning and zoning, we redeveloped that, and I think we all can be pretty proud of that facility that we have in downtown. Um, Since moving here in 2011, we have grown our business substantially. When we came here, we had approximately about 100 uh, co-ops company operations that we run ourselves, similar to what we have across the street over here, and about 200 independent dealers that we service in about four states. Today, we have over 170 company operations in four states. And we have about this little over 300 independent dealers in six states. We have grown substantially with um, our employment, our employees down the street, and we continue to uh, look to grow in the future. Matter of fact, we're just reviewing today some plans that we need to remodel our interior of our building to, uh, you know, to 
adequately staff our, uh, our operation going forward. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Ryan and he's going to go through the development on Miller Road. Thank you very much. Okay. So, uh, like Mark said, Mayor, uh, thank you. Can we get one of these switched our way? Something different than what yeah. we have in our back. Yeah, he's, he's got something different. We can't see the monitor. Can we? Jerry's moving this one. We gotta need a room I do want to take you back to these fabulous pictures of the corporate office of the store that we have here in town. But all good? Yes. Okay, thank so you. as Mark said, I'd also like to thank the mayor, thank uh, chairman and, and all of you and council for having us in, having us in this evening. Um, the property that we're here to, talk, to discuss this evening is located on Miller, the Miller Road corridor. Can, on the Miller Road corridor at 6850 Miller Road. Yes. I apologize to interrupt. Can we get one of them turned so that the way it was initially so that we can see one and the public can see one? I apologize, but uh, you this one? Yeah, just take this one and turn that one to face out. Sorry. And I apologize for interrupting. Yeah, no worries. Please, please proceed. No worries. No worries whatsoever. So um, obviously this property is residing right across from the Valor Acres development. Um, it's the southeast corner on the on Miller Road at South Point Drive. So uh, the property was the former home of Cross Country Mortgage and has now been a vacant building for for a few months. Um, currently, its zoning is manufacturing and distribution, and our proposed rezone of the property is to be motor services. Um, the property is just shy of five acres. I think it's. 4.96 acres, somewhere in that neighborhood, depending on where you look for that. We obviously would have a complete survey done. Um, and for our use, if this were to be rezoned, um, we would raise the entire building and the, uh, the parking lot in the back. So obviously, I think you're probably familiar with our use. Our proposed use for this property would be um, gas station, convenience store uh, with a car wash. We would propose building uh, six multi-product dispensers for, for gasoline and, and uh, auto diesel, uh, no high-speed diesel, no, no over-the-road kind of diesel. Um, a 51, or approximately a 5,100-square-foot convenience store. All of that's not sales space. That's the exterior dimensions of the building. And a 135-foot tunnel car wash. So that's a much different car wash than what we have here downtown. Um, it's a much more state-of-the-art, has more bells and whistles, gives more of a, a car wash. Uh, you see some of these popping up around town now. Um, Express Clean, I think, comes to mind out of Seven Hills. It's more of that kind of car wash, uh, about double the size of the one down, a little over double the size of the one uh, here in downtown today. But overall, this would become a flagship location for us. Um, obviously, being around the corner from our office, being here in our hometown, both corporately and where many of us, where a few of us live, um, we, we want to make, make sure that we make the city proud and that we make ourselves proud of what we would put on this facility. Um, we'd be seeking in terms of access, just right in, right out off from Miller Road. It's basically going to be uh, prohibited to that anyway, based on the medians that are, that are going to be put in that 
on, on Miller Road, and we'd be seeking full access to South Point Parkway. Um, this is our latest generation prototype. This is what we are building as a standard right now. Um, this is actually just down in Richfield. It's an all brick and stone uh, building with a bit of an ephus accent. Um, the materials used on all sides of the building, including the trash enclosure, are brick or stone. Um, there's no different materials on like the back side of the building or the trash enclosure. Everything's complementary and, and carries throughout. Um, one of the things we pride ourselves on is, is not going the cheap route. So when we build a site, we don't even use asphalt. We go straight to concrete. And it's a lot more expensive, but it obviously stands up over time. And, and um, that's, that's kind of the mentality we take when we do our developments throughout. And certainly here in Brexville, we do that. So, you know, obviously this is a, a preliminary consultation, so we want it, we uh, value your feedback, and so that's, that's the extent of what we had for the presentation tonight, and so we'd be happy to answer any questions or hear any feedback you might have. Okay. Um, so this is a consultation for an amendment to the zoning map, um, but I guess I would start. Uh, Mr. Wise, is there any engineering contribution to this discussion? For rezoning, no. Okay. Um, um, so, so we do have in our packet here uh, a letter from Mr. Mayor. Um, would you like to com comment on this, or does it stand on yeah. itself as right? Well, it stands on itself, but I would just like to make you know one quick comment. Um, in the overall plan for the south end of town. Uh, one of the things that has always been asked, three things, fire station, gas station, and grocery store. And the Lydens being here in town with their corporate headquarters and being such good corporate citizens, and with the Shell station in the downtown, we approached them and asked them if they would be interested in uh, being one of those that would look at perhaps building a gas station at the south end of town once Valor Acres uh, was announced. So uh, we did talk with them, we did talk with other uh, providers, and they quite frankly are the ones that are moving forward with the idea and the concept and will buy the uh, cross country mortgage site and uh, put their facility there which we believe will be a good thing and a great thing for the, uh, for the south end uh, by Valor Acres, having a gas station there at the, at the south end of town and serve the greater population at the south end, but, but plus people getting on and off the, uh, the interstate. So that's um, you know, what I'd like to say and what I said in the letter. I added just a little more to that, but... Uh, this could be an ideal relationship again in furtherance of that uh, relationship between the lines true north and the city thank you um i used to start with um i have a question in that so you have a gas station downtown right downtown correct um and then this this would be of, of course on on miller road um what are the chances that one that they compete with each other and 
is there any op is there do you foresee any circumstance where the one downtown has to close because this one's drying the business oh absolutely not no we would we would not okay. we would not close the one downtown it's got it's a very healthy business and there's enough growth at the south end of town and enough demand and people coming into the city that don't even live here um, as a result of the the research and development center and and the whole development of Valor Acres that would help to support that, not to mention uh, the access point on 77 going both ways now is really a key factor to opening up the, the demand for another store here. at that end of the town. Yes, correct. Okay. I have a question for Mr. Wise. I don't know if the chicken comes before the egg or whatnot. In terms of this is purely zoning consultation. As far as the traffic study on this, does that come after it gets rezoned or before if there's some issues or where do we work that out? Because there may be, I mean, I'm not a traffic engineer, but there could be some concerns with the proximity. I mean, if they, when they move forward, whatever their next submission is, uh, there definitely would be a traffic study requirement. It may, it may come back and require the entrance off of Miller to be right in, right out. Um, we might look at this with fire police. Um, the one of the uh, that first entrance on uh, on South Point might it might be too close to the intersection. Um, I, it's not all that would come with the traffic study. I mean, right now where the entrance is located on Miller, you would be crossing a turn lane. So that's why I was saying it might go to right in, right out. Because the existing building, I think, only had... It has no... South Point. Yes. Yes. Not on 21. Okay. Which, uh, which would not be uncommon for a gas station to have that. Okay. But as so you're saying, as far as rezoning, that happens... It all depends how far, I guess, you way. are going to take them before you would support it. Um, I guess this opens up a discussion that's bigger than this in a good way. Um, so we have Valor Acres going on the other side of the road, which brings this down here. Um, in support of Valor Acres, we discuss conditional overlays and created that whole side of the road. Um, that is causing yourself to want to develop on this side of the road. Um, should we be considering bigger than this property and be looking at a discussion from 21 to the freeway and creating a, a corridor along there so that this is more planned? Um, if, if there's one business that's willing to buy a building, knock it down and build a gas station, um, are, are there others that are already in, in consideration of such things? And if we can um, incorporate this into a plan for, for the whole street, I, I, it, it would seem like this is the time to consider it. Um, perhaps, uh, you know, we, we looked at setbacks on the other side of the road. Um, do we look at something that's similar to this side of the road? Uses um, this. This is a, this is a good problem to have. This is a good discussion. It seems like this is the time to start it. Um, this 
what 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 are other other thoughts? In the ideal world, I think that would be nice to create almost a thirty foot setback kind of corridor on the other side if that ever comes to be to match the side, the Valor Acre side, or whatever. To, or whatever the number may be. Let me ask you a crazy question. Again, maybe this has nothing to do with rezoning. And I think it's, it might be a shell station. I don't know if, I can't remember in Lakewood where they had the building up front. It was on Edgewater Drive, I think it was. And I've seen that happen in, in a number of locations. Is something like that, have you done that? Or is something like that even feasible to be considered in terms of flipping the pump, so to speak, and putting them on the backside? So, like this. and I don't know, there's traffic considerations and I know all that, but is that something that you've done before? Or? We have, we have not, we have been, we have entertained it at a location in Columbus and Westerville. And that's mainly because there's a shopping center behind us. So it kind of, you know, it makes it so it, that goes all together, you know, where people are coming through there. Um, giving what's behind us in, in this particular area, that would be a grave concern of, of ours to put the building on the street and everything else back behind because it's not retail it's not places people are going to shop it's distribution and manufacturing behind us i think to ron's point it's a good looking building looks better than the pumps um would it be something that understanding your initial reaction is that something that could be considered oh well, i mean you know we, we take everything into consideration I, I i think that will be a tough tough one to swallow um the economically i don't think it would work i mean being quite honest it wouldn't work for us i just for my own knowledge economically Having a building and pumps, or building and pumps, how, how does that change economics? We would we would definitely do less gasoline business because of the visibility. Really, it has a great effect on our business. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not attracted to pumps. I just know there's a gas station there, so I get gas. Pumps have nothing to do with it when I get gas, but that's just me. Any of the members of the commission, I don't, I don't recall, is there ever going to be a light at South Point? Traffic light? There's one yeah. now. There's one now. There's one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I don't go through. I have a question. Hmm. Are, yes. You're buying the full five acres, but only developing the front half? Correct. So what would be in the back? Well, that would be subject to a future development. Uh, we don't know exactly what that would be yet. Um, but I would tell you this, obviously, I've, we've stressed numerous times that our corporate office is right around the corner, um, that we live here, so we would want to do that in good taste and, and you know, in harmony with what, what works within the city plan. Um, I think one of the things you, that I think you might have been commenting on is, you know, this being across the street from Valor Acres is, is kind of a unique opportunity to put, you know, something that you might not want to have right there in Valor Acres where there is more residential and you know over on the other side of the street where there's manufacturing and distribution today um i think that's a unique opportunity to for a use like ours so you're looking to potentially sell the back half then um potentially we would do a lot split in the future i think given again that it's around the corner from our corporate office 
the, there would be a strong consideration to continue to hold the entire piece of real estate. Um, we would just have to let the market kind of talk to us and figure out, you know, how that how that worked out. If it was the right use and someone had to have the the property, then maybe we would sell it to them. Um, but if they were open to you know doing a ground lease, we may just hold the property. Um, again, it's a unique one. We usually don't do that. Um, we just buy the property we need to develop. We're pretty narrow in thinking in terms of we, we stick in the space that we know in the gas station convenience store business. But this one's unique, being around, being where it is. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yes, uh, Ryan, uh, you're depicting six pumps. I mean, is is that the norm for for your developments, or is there a chance there might be two islands of six pumps? Well, I mean, we develop in different ways um, where we feel like there's different demands. When we're able to, to to lay out six straight across in that manner, that's actually we can do as much volume as we can out of eight, where where you have like two stacked, like four stacked in the front and four in the back, just because of maneuverability. People can get really get in and out really easily with this kind of what we call starter gate uh, package. So um, it would be able to meet the demand that we forecast for the site. Thank you. Yeah. So the applicant is in front of us for an amendment to the zoning map, and they're looking for consultation. So we, we've talked about a variety of, of items, such as configuration of the building versus the pumps, setbacks, things along that line, um, knowing that these are all up in the air, um, e even discussing um, potential rezoning from 21 to the freeway the, this consultation is about um, motor services for this for this property to put a gas station in um, if, if if we're looking at from 21 to the freeway as, as a corridor it doesn't necessarily change. We'd be using this as, as a catalyst to discuss that. Um, is is there any feedback regarding? I mean, it, it, at the core of this is should a gas station should it or should it not be here? Is there any objection to that? Because um, that's that's the heart of the discussion. The rest of it is um, how we do it. Um, knowing that if if we if we choose, uh, obviously they would have to come back. This is just a consultation. Um, but if we choose to move forward with it, uh, that's a representation of zoning, not of any particular layout or um, traffic or anything along that line. Um, does anybody have any comments regarding? if motor services should or should not go in this location um mr chairman i just yes. have i have just a question um since valor acres at one time i thought was supposed to have a gas station and i guess what i don't want to have happen is we put a gas station in valor acres somewhere in one of the phases and then have this one there so if we're not going to have that that's then i'm all right with this being in there <clears throat> The, uh, if I could, you may. The uh, original concept of a gas station was to go on the Dalud property. That was zoned uh, by J. Harvey Crow years ago in, in the city to allow motor services at 
what would be the driveway leading in, which is now South Point, and is now that land is owned by uh, Sherman Williams, which removed that concept of putting it there because Sherman Williams does not want a gas station on their property. Yes, it was talked about as a possibility for the site, but as the site worked out, the idea was it would be better that it was not located in Valor Acres proper, but located in the area to Valor Acres. And there have been three or four sites that have been talked about as potential sites, and this is the one that has been made available uh, for this this project, and that's why they're they're seeking the uh, the rezoning. But uh, again, it's not that, and I don't want to speak for the De Geronimos, but I don't believe it's in their plan now to to have a gas station on the property. And if, and if that was the case, then I, I'm all right with this where it is. I just it just does not seem like a viable idea to have two competing gas stations across the street from each other. So, are, are there any plans for a gas station? Yeah, we support this proposal. Okay, thank you. Um, so it would appear there is no, um, there are no plans for competing gas stations. And I'm fine with um, this location. And um, I, I think the the converse i guess you know this this is just for zoning. a zoning amendment zoning. but correct. i think the, the the conversation will need to continue about arrangement of the building versus the pumps and or setbacks and how we incorporate that into the overall miller road um the overall miller road's on us that's not on you but we, it will impact this sure um and if I may I make one other comment, sure if can. you think back, Dom, uh, you were on the commission when we worked with them in the downtown. One of the uh, the good things about it being true north and them being here within our community mm -hmm. is the way they worked with us in the gas station. We we put them through several meetings and made several changes, including the driveway and the easement uh, with the church, and they were extremely cooperative and being corporate citizens and also living in in the community i would think that they look forward to working with us and would be willing uh, to accept a lot of what the planning commission would bring forth uh, so I, I would think it's to our advantage if if they are the selected one and they can make the deal and buy the property uh, we're, we're fortunate for that reason because i expect they'll work with us well that is good History to know shows yes. that um, it, it would seem that, you know, from the original conversations on the Sherwin-Williams Valor Acres development that we talked about a gas station years ago, uh, if it's not going to go on that side of the road, there's going to be a lot of traffic down there that can use a gas station. It seems like a pretty logical um, business to support what, what's going in on the other side of the road that that's just my my take on it um i don't is there any like i said this is a consultation so if there's concerns or things that to be brought up this would be the time mr chairman i i think that if i may go ahead thank you um as we always start with is this a good use of this land 
I believe it is. Um, I believe it's in the right location. Based on my own observation, it fills a need uh, that, as the mayor referenced, we have long talked about. And it helps us solve a problem um, with relation to, to providing the gas station that we talked about in, in support of Al, Al Rakers. Um, it looks like we have a little bit of time. Correct me if I'm wrong, Director. We have one more meeting that we could. Um, my only comment to both, thinking in terms of both of our benefits, is if, if we can have some sort of feedback regarding traffic study by the next meeting that would either tell us or you that we need to be looking at something differently. Uh, you probably have already anticipated you, you deal with these kind of things all the time, and I'm presuming you expect that it, it, it's not going to be an issue for you. But I would ask that they bring that forward, and then let's just try to move this forward and, and meet the timelines that the director has spelled out for us. Okay. Um. That being said, you're here for a consultation. I am not hearing anybody with any objections to this uh, use use of this property. Um, they're, they're outside of the zoning. There's some things that were brought up that we'll work through as we go through the process. Uh, I, I, but that being said, as a consultation, I, I don't hear any objections to this use for this property. If this goes... Uh Motor services does that include the 2.5 acres? What happens with that? Backlog. I think that's how they're presenting it, but that's a good question. Is that is that your intention? So our intention is to rezone the entire five acres. Yes, for what for for motor services. And how would access to that parcel in the future for whatever usage that would be? I mean, would that be? I don't know what would that be for your use, or would you lease it to someone if you owned it, or and then the point becomes how do you access it from South Point or from your property or from where? So I mean that's kind of like a kind of like a, a, a stepchild. Yeah, we we would have cross access. I, I guess so. It would be cross access built in from the gas station to the the, the property next door. They'd have, they'd have to go through it if you if I understand you correctly you would be keeping the parcel as one at this point. Correct. And then if in the future you were going to ask for a lot splitting, you, you would do that then and not now. I mean, you're not asking that there, we create two parcels and rezone them both that. You're asking that the whole parcel be that. So when you, if you would come to the Planning Commission, so I, you understand, and you ask to get a lot split, there could be an issue with the commission not wanting to grant it if it's a motor service use or whatever that use may be. So you understand that. We, we do understand that. And, and just as you described is what we are looking to do. If, if so you we were to utilize that spot, that acre, what would you utilize it as? Shell. I mean, do you have any use for that? We, we don't have additional use for that. I mean, our our use, our businesses is pretty are pretty narrow. It's gas station, convenience store, and car wash. Those are the three spaces we stay in. Selling, leasing, or whatever that does. You'd have to come else. to us though to do yes. that. Correct. And what could go there? Motor services, and there's a list of what? How many things are motor services? I mean, in terms of Monica. Well, I think we need I to consider that with question. the rezoning because. I would like we know what's going to go right here yeah we rezoning it for something that we don't know 
I, I don't know that I'm on board with that yet. Um, can we rezone half the property? I, Is that could we? Would they have to ask for a lot split? Yeah. And and then there's the issue on the size of the lot uh, in our code. And then the uh, the other chance why I'm thinking it's to our advantage. They'll have to come back, and if their use that they propose is, you know, I mean, what are some we, of the we don't have to give them the lot split. I think Dom's looking up the list or something. Yes, but doesn't include do tattoo parlors, does it? <laughs> I hope. Not. I can Which guarantee you, there's no tattoo parlors. Probably those inhaler places. Vapor, well, vapor or whatever. Should we be considering this as a conditional use on this property versus a rezoning of the map? And that, and I'm just thinking out loud because then that gives us that conditional use approval of whatever wouldn't may or may be, not go. Would that be cleaner and simpler? To me, it would be, but you know, right. there is an issue, and uh, but yeah, I, 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 would you be willing to to accept the conditional use on the property and? Uh, not rezone it and yeah, keep for, it in for, for manufacturing uses, and yes. distribution as it is now? Yes. Um, Ms. Barkowitz is... I don't know if they understand what that means, but... No, well, we, we, I, I do. So that you must, Mr. Lydon, I'm sure you do with all the properties you own. You, we, we do. We do. Okay. We do. Is there something we're Mr. not Howard's thinking of yet? CFO, I think he knows Conditional too. use versus rezoning. One of, the, uh, one of the reasons why we don't want to split it right now is because when we get in here and we get the you know our engineers in here and everything, we don't know where that lot split's going to be today. Sure, you know it could know differ for fifteen twenty feet in one direction or another, and that's the main reason. So if it, I, I mean actually a conditional use variance would be you know probably to everybody's advantage on this. Might be easier something to think about. What did, what does the code say under an M and D uh, with motor services? Yes, so under manufacturing distribution, it allows the Planning Commission to grant a conditional use for a use deemed appropriate by the Planning Commission, but there is a section that states that over-the-counter sales are a prohibited use, so it would be within the Planning Commission's purview, purview to review, that, to to review that code and, and determine okay. if that's appropriate. I mean, so I we can think do it. it would take anything. I mean, we well, don't I, no, I, I, I like your point. I think, I think you make a really great point on that. There, therefore, that zoning stays intact. And we're just giving them conditional use. You got to think about is, you know, we're taking something away from the residents of Brexville in terms of a voting right on the thing. But in all reality, and I don't mean to speak for how many residents do we have in Brexville, but this isn't going to probably be a controversial so. issue. I mean, I think they're going to they're they're going to support this. I I would think gas station, we, gas station, gas station has been talked about. Yeah, if we put it to the voters, I think this is going to pass. 75 percent 80 percent or whatever especially yeah. where it is yeah it's not it's not any controversial thing that, that yeah. i'm thinking too much i guess okay well they're, they're here for consultation i guess it should be considered going forward if this would be a rezone or or a conditional use because then they wouldn't have to go to the border zone no, they wouldn't have to go to the yeah. to the electorate, but I, I think that's the simplest and the best way uh, at this point, I, unless everyone objects or someone objects to it. I, I, to me, a conditional use, we keep control on the property that way, and it's still 
a zone for manufacturing and distribution. And if you come to bring us another use, uh, you know, we can discuss that at that point in time. Time-wise, are you thinking probably ASAP or with everything happening? or Because conditional use would go quicker, would it not? I mean, we can grant it. Yeah, I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, right, right away. Board, voters, the timeline is spelled out. That's going to... Yeah. That would be to go when in the spring? Spring. Director? Yeah, it would be May of 2024. Um, the Planning Commission would, if you are comfortable, based on your discussions, it seems as you are, you would have the ability to schedule the public hearing for c to hear right. the conditional use if, if, it, if you deemed it appropriate. So we have lots of time to schedule that, yeah, the conditional use. Because, because all these other first, second, third readings, and so on and so forth go away. As long as we agree on the conditional use, there's a consensus there, then we move forward with that. That's, that's a good meeting in itself. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the next step in that then would be to put together a package that is an application for a conditional use on the property. Okay. Yeah, that, that's actually our preference. And, you know, we're happy. I'm telling you, we're committed to work with you on the back property. So, you know, we'll rezone that at that time and we'll work okay. with Planning Commission to figure out what, that, what those uses are. And, um, you know, I think that just demonstrates our willingness to do what, that. One, excuse me, may I? One other issue that you haven't raised, uh, Mr. Lydon, is the fact that the property owner who own, you know, the current property owner does not wish to subdivide the property, wishes to sell the property as one parcel as it is now. Is that not correct? That's correct. That's correct. I mean, you had an opportunity to have him split it off. You would, you would probably take that. Yeah, but we just don't, I mean, there is not a need for five acres for us. Yep. And so if, if you know, 2.8 works for us, then we're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, eat a lot of grass or whatever that we're going to take care of back there. And if somebody, I, I think, this is my personal opinion, you guys know this a lot better than I do. I think once Valor Acres is open, I think the track and the freeway, there's total access off the freeway. I think this is going to be a very, very popular spot. And not only for you know, manufacturing distribution. I think distribution, you can't pick, you can't pick a better spot. And one of the best spots in the country where two major freeways come together. So you might have somebody that comes in, wants a small distribution center right there. I mean, maybe even when we, we consider getting into our own distribution, maybe we'll build something there. I mean, we don't, there's a lot of options that we could, we can work through. And if there, we have a, another user that we would have to come to, um, to rezone it, then we come to you for rezoning uh, purposes. I mean, there's it gives us a lot of different options that we can we can play with. We're different than most developers because this whole property, uh, our desire in this is to build a gas station convenience store, right? And so that's why you know this option of the conditional use and getting that option first is most important to us. To the residential. The residual property will work with you. And, yeah, and we're not that. making any economic decisions on selling the back piece of the property. So that's, and so we're only gonna put something that, you know, you like, you can live with, 
going forward. So that's the that's when we're going to address it. Mr. Chairman, just out of curiosity, Mr. Leibniz or Ryan, what types of things conceptually could go in that back 2.5 acres? I mean, what, what do you want us to be just? I will tell you some things that we feel like through engaging a broker, what we think could be potential uses, not saying that those are the uses that you would desire. Sure. Um, but sit-down restaurant could be, um, freestanding sit-down restaurant, obviously. Um, fast food service, though, obviously, to be demand for that. Um, automotive services, you know, whether it's Firestone or, or someone like that, there would be demand for um, so, you know, there's a lot of, okay. just a few examples, but um, those are the kind of things I think there will be the demand for. Probably Thanks. a better question is to ask the DiGeronimo's, they, they're over still. Well, and, and that's where I do go back to this uniqueness and this property across the street different from the Valor Acres property, because there's maybe certain things you wouldn't want in the Valor Acres property because of the residential and, and, and everything there being new and everything, where this is tucked across the street in a different feel kind of area. Um, slightly not I mean not saying you're going off the rails here, but you know it does there's some separation by Miller Road there Mr. Chairman, Thank I'm you. gonna <coughs> not to complicate issues, but as, as I'm looking at the code here suggest we continue to go down both Possible paths because we have a little bit of time and then offline consult with the director on uh, Some of the nuances of the conditional use versus the rezoning and then I'm sure that could be communicated uh, to True North in a, very, in a very short time period, well in advance of them coming back to the next meeting, and then we can nail down a direction. So the conditional use, Leave that there's, there's possibilities that it may not be the best approach. Yeah. I'm so, just, okay. Um, it, it might very well work, but I'd like to speak with the director and the engineer, uh, city engineer about that, and then and I think the mayor is comfortable with that. One way or another, we support this project from my okay. position. It's just, I think Ron's suggestion is a very good one. We just need to that's a mine. Make the suggestion. Sure. Oh, did I? So rezoning or conditional use, I'm not hearing any objections. It's just a matter of figuring which is the best path. Well, thank you for your time and thank your you. feedback this evening. Appreciate it. Well, thank you very thank much. You. Thank you very yeah. much. Okay, next up, VA mixed use phase one buildings. We'll just list them all together C, D, E, F, G, and H. Um, okay. All right, while you, get, while you get set up there, we're going to take five minutes. A couple people need to uh, step out for a moment.
How do you like your house? Love it. It's one of those things when you when you live in a house for 24 years that has one half bath on the main floor, nothing in the basement. Brian asked me for this. Two upstairs. And you do that whole life going up and down the stairs because that's. Yeah, we, you know, we're finding that out now with ours. So we, we bought a ranch. Yes, yeah, so we went to that. Like, we lived at 35 minutes with a ranch. And the basement's the same size. So the kids can come and bring whoever they want. And on the main floor, I have four bathrooms. Really? Yeah. Every bath, every bedroom has a bathroom, and then and then a bathroom for like people to come. But, but we have just, we have two and a half. It right? makes all the difference yeah. in the world to just be on one floor. That's why we really start getting into I'd like to stay in my house so the idea of being able to get around the house and have the utility room on the first floor. You know, you know, yeah, you know, that makes all the difference. It's exactly what we did and boy, what a difference already. I just can't wait to unpack all the boxes. I tell you what, you know, the best thing we did. We took, we took 20 bags of clothes to Goodwill. And just said it hasn't been worn in a couple of years. Just we just good ones. We good it off. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. I mean, we 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 tried doing it now, and it's just you got to get it there, and then as you're putting it away, you do that. It's You want to? You want a water, Ron? I don't know where these people are. Well, just throw it. Throw it. Ron, do you want a? You want a water? 
I can get you one right now. Would you like a water? I you think want a this water? Isn't open, but I don't no, I don't care for it. Hey, Mark, do you need a water? I got one, thanks. Okay. Do you need one, Tom? No, I've got one. Thank, Thank you. you. This is what I this was this was pointed out to me by residents. Yeah, significantly. So listen, I could do it. I'm trying to just do that. This was on their website. This year, I met it sincerely, and I said at the last meeting, it kind of changed this, but now because uh, I don't know. I was to say this is pre uh but this is pre Sherwin Park. Yeah. Sherwin changed the whole thing. Sam, you're not gonna convince me. I'm sorry. You and I disagree on this whole thing. Well it's, ca it's causing a, a, some pain for me. Trust me. No, that's all right. You, 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 you know how I am. Every time you have Follow me around. Oh no, no, no. You and I you and I disagree. me up every morning at six o'clock if I wasn't up quarter to six o'clock. Let's be sleep, Oh, if you go out of town you leave with your kids. Yeah, unless they unless they come with us on like on vacation, then we have this terrific dog sitter walker, whatever you call them, oh. right around the corner from my daughter's house. Mm -hmm. She's really good. She comes in times a day and takes care of them. Some guy had his dog killed at one of those facilities, those dog watching facilities. Okay. Um, this, this is nice because he stays at home and she comes. I think we're just about ready to reconvene. Um, Ms. Barkowitz stepped out. Um, she should probably be back in okay. we'll um, for, for us to get started. Why don't we um, go ahead and get started? We'll reconvene. Um, so just to, because we did take a break, just to restate, um, we are going to 
I'll just list them all together, but building CDF, CDE, F, G, and H for Valor Acres Mixed Use Phase 1. Thank you. Uh, I'm Mackenzie Makepeace, M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-M-A-K-E-P-E-A-C-E, and I can write it down for you if you'd like. Uh, I know it's a mouthful. Um, uh, so today, uh, you know, we, we came for consultation about a month ago on this group of six buildings. Today, we're here to represent the six buildings and their facades um, to hopefully vote them through to a public hearing uh, for preliminary approval just for the buildings. Um, so we, we really appreciated all of the time that uh, Planning Commission spent with us a month ago and really you know, took to heart some of the questions and, and concerns. And I just wanted to take a little bit of time to kind of reiterate what we had heard at the last meeting and talk a little bit about um, the changes that we've made to these buildings. So um, I think the, you know, one of the concerns was around the number of multifamily units. There were also concerns around the heights of the buildings D and F um, that sat on Miller Road. Um, we heard that uh, there were questions around the size of the smallest unit, uh, residential unit that was in the development. Um, you know, we heard about some of the design comments, uh, like simplifying the materials of the residential buildings, um, focusing ho on how the buildings meet the ground, and re-studying the size of the blocks on the garage facades. Um, we talked a little bit about the platting of the hotel and could we include the portico share. And then um, there was really a desire to understand how the buildings read along Miller Road. So um, we do have uh, standalone images, but you have to pull back pretty far to be able to get the entire Miller Road frontage. So we thought we would start with just this fly-through um, that kind of shows how these buildings would um, appear to someone who's, who's driving down Miller. So I'll move into just the regular package of some of the material that you guys have. Um, but first, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the changes just, just really quickly that we've made so that you can focus on those as we uh, move through the building. So in response to the number of units and the heights of DNF, we've actually removed a floor from both of those buildings. So we've reduced the number of multifamily units by about 15% from 255 that was shown during consultation to 221 units. Um, you know, we, we thought that the massing was, um, you know, kind of appropriate on Miller Road, but we also think that the four-story buildings still hold the building, the, the street edge, and work with the rest of the development. So, um, you know, we're, we're pleased with um, how the massing is coming together as a development. Uh, it, I do want to note that we think this is the minimal number of units that can really support the rest of the mixed-use um, buildings that we've proposed, so the, the office density and the, the types of retail and hotel that we want. Um, we've also increased the square footage of the smallest unit. 
So um, it went from 465 square feet to 575, so that's over 20% increase. And it's also important to note that there's only six of these units within the entire development. Um, we did make changes on the building de designs of the multifamily buildings, so um, we really worked with Mr. Pato and Mr. Larmer to dial in those buildings, and we'll go kind of side by side so you can see some of the facade changes. Um, we've extended the plat of the hotel to include the portico share. Um, we've captured views of the proposed buildings looking down Miller, and we created that fly-through so we can stop on the um, uh, images, too, of the renderings if people want to have comments just around how those buildings look as a group. Um, and then we did provide a summary of information from the market study and um, other third-party kind of supporting documents um, that should show you know, um, the need for residential density and, and some of the economic impacts to the city. So I think you all should have received that kind of while you were walking in tonight. So again, just to orient ourselves, we're on the south side of the Valor Acres site. We're really focusing on the mixed use. For tonight, we're focusing on buildings C, E, D, F, G, and H. Starting with building D, well, let me. So here you can see that uh, the ground floor of the building has remained mostly um, uh, retail slash restaurant. Um, you can see the updated um, floor plans where we have the junior unit, the smallest unit in the um, development, uh, has increased by that 20%. And again, this unit is only uh, three in each building, so six, to six of them total. And here we start to look at some of the facade changes. So the comments on this building were that, you know, it might have been too busy with too many different um, elements. And we, we really wanted to look at how the building met the ground. So I think the comments were that we really liked how Building E had started to, um, you know, blend from the, the top floors that were residential and come down to the retail floors. So you can see that um, we've removed this idea of gray boxes and um, you know the lighter tone boxes and just gone with the lighter tones. Um, we looked at how these buildings met the ground and created these piers that um, are similar to uh, you know the boxes above. We also tried to, even though we, we did remove an entire floor from this building, we tried to make the height um, less substantial by treating the top floor a little bit differently <coughs> than we had uh, the other two residential floors. So you can see that we've added glass to the fourth floor of this building um, so that it, it appears, um, you know, to, to should, should help with, uh, you know, the concerns around the heights of the building. And then this is a look at the unit plan. So again, we're not very far along in our, our planning process. We've been really focusing on building massing and facade design. So we have not refined our unit plans, but we did want to give an example of what a uh, 575 unit square foot unit could look like. Um, uh, and I think you know these units have been very successful in other projects, not only in this market, but in others. And we're happy to kind of discuss that if there are other questions. Um, 
Building F, I'm going to skip over if that's okay because it's so similar to um, building D. It's just the building twin. I'm going to do one building at a time. Okay. Um, I, I would love to go through the whole presentation and then okay. we can talk about them one at a time. Perfect. Um, building E, we didn't make really any changes to the floor plans, but we did make changes to the facades. So um, we studied the tops of the buildings, and uh, we took we removed the cornices, and then they uh, are kind of the window wall system. So you can see these side by sides um, how we refined the building. We also again focused on how the building met the ground. Um, building H, we really didn't make a are using that as a um, warmth of the wood threads that we're starting to develop and then um, building G we did make um, design changes to not layout changes um, But uh, in kind of scale. You can see that um, these two elements up garage facade. there was comments that um, we a little bit more and building C is um, exactly how it was presented uh, at our consultation it seemed like there was positive feedback so it remained the same um, and uh, kind of same facade design So um, we go through here, you can see uh, the plaque.
Portico share. Road frontage. Down towards uh, the interchange. So, um, that's kind of what we have to present tonight. Comments overall. Um, items, you know, there's the conditional uses. So just, why don't we one we got the hotel its own property um, does anyone have any objections in concept to additional use building C as motor services no. no okay well we've got a lot to go through so we'll we'll recap voting at a, at a later point um, but we can discuss the item so building C conditional use there there doesn't seem to be any objections um, preliminary approval of building C as a business plan development area phase three excluding site work landscape and lighting subject to approval by city engineer um, I guess my question comes in um, site um, we have a we have a property that's let's see landlocked out there. Um, we're looking for approval of the building. Um, is there approval of the site at this point to get to that property and the building? So I guess I'm just wondering how we're structuring all of this to move forward. What is, what is a complete and total package, including landscape, hardscape, and et cetera, um, and asking for building only, this is the same concept. As part of BPDA phase one, we approved the roadways configuration, the network. What we have done is every building that we're looking at is within the conjunction, within the confinement of those blocks. In addition to that, on the plotting for buildings I and C, and I apologize, I don't think they're in this packet, we've shown those roadways and, and items to address that conversation. The intent is to come back at that final package with our civil that has the landscape, the hardscape, and the lighting that is comprehensive of the site in total, and to submit those as a complete package. By, a lot, by gaining approval of these individual buildings, we're able to determine where the tie-in points are and really continue down the development path for those engineering drawings um, that are required. That becomes that wrap-up BPDA of the final for phase one. So we only have preliminary at this point, which said this is the configuration you need to stay within the confinements, knowing that we need to define all of these to then lock that into a comprehensive package. Does that make okay, sense? Okay, so, so if I understand correctly, you want to look at each building and then you'll come back in with a site, we'll, I'll just say site package mm -hmm. that, that incorporates all of it together. Correct. And we are staying within the determined 
approved pathways for the roadway that gains access throughout that the same one that we're showing on the uh, plotting for buildings I and C. Okay. Um, so f from from my memory when we approved the roadway configuration um, you guys needed to come in and, and start doing some mass grading and pushing dirt and moving things around and we're like okay we'll, we'll move along with that um, so keep you guys moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, And, and, and the same with building I. You, you needed to get building I moving. Um, we worked with you to, to get that moving forward, keep that moving forward, knowing that the site was going to come back uh, later. I guess um, at this stage, it, it feels a little bit... Um, I, I guess I'm struggling with, with, with the order a little bit um, regarding the the site coming in after the buildings uh, it would seem that typically the site would come in ahead of the buildings if we came in with the site first not knowing what was approved for the building even at a preliminary level mm -hmm. our determination of tie-in points landscape access roadway ramps everything would be our best our best guess and what we would do is end up needing to come back and request that it be re-reviewed, almost a, a start over of that plan. So what we had discussed during Building I was, we've set the roadway, we've set the path that we're allowed to, to continue on, we've made the blocks. Now we're going to determine the buildings, allowing us to determine the buildings, gives us the access ramps, the tie-in points into that, and that is all subject to engineering approval. But until we had the buildings coming with those first, we would be giving you something that we're going to change. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna yeah. And I, in, this was back, I believe, in February when we, were, when we discussed at a few meetings ahead of that, that it was known that we had to stay within the boundaries of each of those road network sort of blocks that were set up. So we've, as we've, in part of this um, proposal and part of our submission, we've confirmed that we're staying within that network that's been preliminarily approved. Yes, um and again, just thinking this this through, do you have any concerns that you could back yourself into an issue by doing the buildings first and the site after that there be, and I don't know what this means yet, but topography or um, flow of utilities or, or things along that line? Yeah, we've we've actually, we have actually, in the, the previous um, meeting, we had submitted current version of civils um, we had submitted the civils in the last package we did not review them because we said these are they're not complete we're not asking for approval but we wanted to show we're continuing to develop those we're keeping that design in mind as we work through the buildings so that we didn't back ourselves into into that corner where we have a building but it doesn't work with the site yeah we're making sure it works as we yeah. go through we're not ignoring it it's just it's such a it's such a nuanced detail that we don't we don't want to keep coming back here to, to every time something changes because um, it will um, and 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 I think it's saving time for overall review but 
I think there's also probably an inherent nature that we're a little bit more comfortable as, as, as experienced as we are on the civil side. And I know there's been comments around the fact that we're using multiple architects, which we think is going to give a richness to the site because it's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll have to tie that thread, but it won't, all the buildings won't look the same. We have regular coordination meetings with all of our architects and civil engineers, so we are making sure that plans are being shared and that that's being thought of as we make small refinements to all Yeah, the and it's one coordinating civil engineer. Yeah. So it's, we're not changing that per building or anything. I, I, in anything I'm saying, I have no concerns about you using multiple architects. Mm -hmm. um, I, I get, I'm just wondering, and I'm not in any way suggesting that you're designing buildings and neglecting the site. I just, but we're, I mean, I, we're asking the questions, I guess, to, sure. to make sure it's, it's understood. Um, Are there any other, I guess, on, on this topic, are there any other questions or comments? Um, I think you need to ask your engineer. Um, Mr. Weiss, um, regarding the, sorry. I'm sorry, maybe I could be helpful if the engineer doesn't mind. So, please, This would just proceed. be procedurally, my observation and suggestion, Mr. Chairman, if the commission consensus is to move this forward um, and again in the interest of being helpful my observation is this um, you, you might at this point only be able to uh, give them consultation and a buy-in that we, we buy these but for preliminary development and, and uh, perhaps you can tell us if we have this do have we had th these are the requirements for preliminary development plan approval and maybe you've done this already because I can't remember what I had for lunch but uh, have we and have the engineer had the topos that would go with the, the development of these buildings? The existing topo is complete and has been handed in for mass grading. The individual topo for the building itself has not, as the sidewalks and such will be determined uh, upon approval of the building itself. Okay, well, it's reading from code, topographic maps showing existing and generally proposed grading contours and that greater than two Put intervals, including integration into an, and topography on adjacent properties. Um, which which we did submit. Okay. And, and so just going through the list, because we, we've done that, part of the BPDA process and why we did this and why we were I was this very conversation where we said, we know those need to be submitted, mm -hmm. but submitting them now, we would be coming back to you immediately for a revision. And I'm just talking procedurally, though, because procedurally, we're supposed to have these for the preliminary approval you're asking for, for each building. So let me just proceed. So then vehicular and pedestrian circulation, clearly you've presented that with, with your road plans. Uh, common space and recreation areas, various estimates of the acreage to be dedicated and retained in common ownership. Does the engineer, do we have that? Yes. So we've had that And we've previous. listed that. That's also listed in our, uh, the variance um, analysis that we did for each individual building. It's also okay. listed. So uh, site improvements. Other site improvements, including drainage, typical landscaping, outdoor lighting fixtures, and signs. I know that sounds like that's something you want to defer. And again, this might not slow you down, but I'm just suggesting that that might be a reason why the preliminary approval needs to be in mass with all of these. Um, easements and deed restrictions. 
um, addressed, including how the problems of maintenance and ownership of common areas will be resolved by easements and deeds. Um, soil report: If there's going to be extensive grading, and that would be the engineer. You have so you just so we're keeping a list. You have soils, and we've already been with legal and gone through the easement agreement. Um, and that's been, the technicality. I thought I saw that come through mm -hmm. with probably the law director. So um, they've listed variances, but and Mr. Weiss, don't hesitate to contradict me if I think I'm wrong anywhere. But now the matter is though. Are we all on the same page about that? I, I recall the, that there was a motion made, the director pointed that out in the mayor, with regard to the roadway uh, initially, the configuration, and there seems to be a little bit of confusion about what uh, the majority intended there, but at the very least, that motion said contingent upon the engineer's approval. So where have you moved with getting the engineer's approval? on that because uh, even at a preliminary basis clearly we have to demonstrate that this is going to work so the engineer approved the mass grading okay we've submitted our stormwater we've continued to submit those items and as part of building i we had this same conversation of saying if we submit and approve the landscape for building i or the hardscape for building i without knowing i we're going to come back and and ask for it to be amended and what we said is let us come back with a complete package for the overall site. And so we understand that. So I'm just saying, though, the preliminary may have to be for incorporating all of the buildings. So you can show at least some preliminary landscaping that's referenced in the preliminary approval. If that makes sense. So I'm just trying to be consistent with how. So that's different than what we discussed in I, or at least what we understood. So that that's fine. It, it, it's it wasn't understood. That conversation. It, it, so in discussions with the chairman, could we come back with that. a? Could we come back um, at public hearing and have a typical landscape detail? Absolutely. But again, we wouldn't be asking you to approve it, and we would be telling you this is our best assumption. But the reality is, it's going to change. And so the last well, the last conversation that was many times before. I mean, it doesn't have to be casting. Stone. Mr. Chairman, if I could, excuse yes. me now. Sure what, what what did you submit during building I? Didn't you didn't you submit this information previously on building for, I for the grading for I? Right. Yes, and then it was excluded because they we did not want to include it in I because we were saying the landscaping right. and the site was coming back separately. So don't it's not included in the approval because it doesn't. It's not the final. We didn't get final comments on building I grading from engineering either for the exact conversation of we're not approving this now because we know as an overall comprehensive plan, you're coming back to us for approval. Mr. Chairman, if I, if I may. Um, Mr. Chairman, your comment was, was accurate. We, we, and Dom's was accurate. We pushed I through to, as a single building, to try and help them keep on track because th that was their request. Um, if, if there are things that we need going forward, I would suggest we have them. Thank you. I'm going to take us from um, Jerry. Huh. Mr. Wise, yeah. um, you were going to say something, and Don had interjected. So if you have. Uh, I guess if that, they're here for the building, they're. I mean, I guess that's the discussion for tonight. But if they're here for the site, their site improvements, 
they had more information provided with building I than they what is included in here. I mean, in here is just the overall preliminary layout for the entire site. So, but again, if the discussion is for the building, then there is no engineering comments. Okay. And and we did submit, and I just didn't reprint and resubmit the preliminary package from our consultation with um, these six buildings that was in the last packet. I just didn't submit it with this. And What's the issue of concern? Is it giving preliminary approval of the, of the buildings without the grading plans? Or? That it? I mean, what's the downside to that from your standpoint as an engineer? I, I guess just whatever they're asking for approval of. I mean, if if they're going to follow with the site, we'll approve, we'll review the site and we'll we'll mark it up. I mean, if they're here, so then I swing it to you. Guys. Guys. What are you the buildings, just no the site. We want to come back to you with a complete site package. Yeah, and and there's a little there's a there's sort of a little bit of chicken or the egg, and 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 so we we understand it, but we think the the most functional way to deal with it is the way we've the path we've gone because we are comfortable that if we have support to advance this to public meeting and then we were to get a subsequent preliminary approval we could then tie those details together better um, and if and if mr wise is comfortable with that we certainly are that was our intent along with the, the the entire way knowing that if if we if there are trouble areas or difficult areas no doubt but we think that they'll all be within the allowable range that whenever we have a preliminary between the time we go from preliminary to final, those will then all tie together at the same time. So from an engineering standpoint, what's the worst thing that could happen if we just did the buildings and not the site? I mean, I don't, I'm an engineer, so I, mean, again, I can't comprehend any issue. I mean, other than procedural, but I mean, so we all go to jail or whatever. I don't, I don't, arrest us. <laughs> We broke a procedure before, I assume. If it's only procedural that you're worried about, then there is no concern. I do have one more so, question. If, so we are not, if we are not changing the footprint of these buildings, it would seem like, you know, not, and I don't think anybody's suggested any changing of footprint, then like a site plan and the rest of the stuff should be able to get, get completed. Pretty, pretty soon after. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Okay. Um, any other comments on that? Um, so we talked about building C. Um, no objections to motor services. Um, we're looking at the building only, excluding site work, landscaping, lighting, um, and, and essentially the, the site package. So looking at, and, and this is going to be the same, so building C, D, E, F. This is all. Um, are there are there any objections to proceeding down the path of looking at it as a building only, with the um, site development to follow? I suppose it'll change the conversation going forward. If uh, if if there's no objections to to this approach, um, then then we just continue down as as applied. Um, I think that's fine. Okay. All right. So that being said, we talked about motor services. Um, no objections. Building C as a whole. The hotel looks 
as explained in the presentation, it's the same as it was last time. Are there any concerns or objections? Um, we're still showing a generic title. We know who it is yet. Uh, so we're in the process of submitting our application, but we cannot uh, share who that is yet. Okay. We have very strong inclinations, though. So. Yeah. We are, we are working towards one specific okay. brand. Don't ruin it. Um, are there any yes brief, brief question so on, on that topic understanding you've got an NDA and, and you're going down your path so how do how do we get comfortable with this building as presented because the yeah. brand is important to them and to us Mr. Mr. Jansen we would expect that 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 specific brand would be known prior to final approval thank you was this, I think I asked this question last time, was this scheme developed with this particular? Yes. You know, so it's not going to change. You're not going to come back here in two weeks with something. No, I mean, again, under a scenario where we were unsuccessful, we, we might be coming oh, back yeah. with, with a different. Came back out. Or yeah, correct. But it was developed with a. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not just the flag, but also an operator that is very close with the flag and has opened several of this flag over the past couple of years. As I mentioned before, I think it's excellent. You know, Myers did an excellent job on it. Yeah, I like the building itself. I, I mean, we've always known or believed that uh, a hotel would come forward and that was a supported part of it. Um, it it's preliminary approval for the building. It's approval of the conditional use. So if we go, if, if we approve the conditional use, and as you mentioned that by final approval you'll know who it is, we've already given up the conditional use at that point. Um, so I guess my question is, um, or, or to question to consider is, um, are, are we willing to move forward on the conditional use architecturally it looks like it's going to be a quality hotel. Although we don't know who it is, it looks good. I have reason to believe it will be, but we don't know yet. Um, so, are there any are there any objections to proceeding on the conditional use um, from that aspect? Can I make an architectural comment? You may. On the west elevation. That's going to be the side that when you're coming from 77, you're going to see. And the window spacing, um, it's not continuous. The back end of that side, it just it looks a little plain and boring. Um, I guess that's my thought. And, and there's going to be, yeah, the, it's that side. So that's where the parking lot is and people coming off the highway are going to see it. I know that it's the back of the building, but... Um, you know, like it, when you look at the drawings, it's like the third set of doubles that that looks different. So I don't know if you want to kind of carry over. Yeah, it's the third one on the coming in on the left side. So I don't know if you want to like put a design element or something there. To yeah, I, 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 it's a it's totally fair comment, um, and, and we'll 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 look into that and address it. There, there's already some. Um, uh, some elements I think that uh, as we continue to, to work through towards final that we'd want to address and have that opportunity and uh, I, you know and it will continue to work as we have to 
make everyone happy by the time it's a final approval for sure. So if I if I hear correctly, there would be some further development of the west elevation. Yes, and, I, and quite frankly, I, I put that on the table for all the buildings that we want, we plan from now to final to continue to work on these those types of comments and details as they uh, as they arrive. So we're not proposing a solution. Uh, you work with your architect. The rest of the building looks good. We would trust yeah. him to Great. to uh, come back with something at final. Um, so, and again, if you look at something like this, and you've heard this from us before, options, I mean, you mm -hmm. know, one or two options, quick things or whatever, if there's something that Myers and the hotel people agree to or whatever, show us some different things if you'd like. Okay, we can come back and hit all the voting at, at a separate point. Is there any reason not, any objections to building C? And the conditional use right now. Okay, so move on to building D. Um, Sister buildings. D, yeah, D and F. D and F. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have stuff that we want to come back to. Okay, so building D, um, similar to C, you're seeking preliminary approval of, of the building itself, excluding site work, landscaping, lighting, and so on and so forth, and approval of RA apartments conditional use overlay for building D. Um, looking at the building itself, um, they have made uh, revisions since the last time we were here, or last time they were here, and we were here, I guess, to listen to them. Um, Are there any any comments regarding the architecture? They did reduce it from five stories to four stories. Um, and I'll, I'll state for my purposes, I think the architectural adjustments they have made are um, are a nice improvement from where they were in the in the consultation meeting. Uh, that being said. Um, We'll take the building itself first. Does anybody have any discussions, questions, concerns regarding the building? So they're presenting the building, the architecture, the number of units, the layouts, the types, and, and sizes. Um, Any questions or comments from the uh, commission? No, I concur with what you said in terms of, you know, they took our comments and, and went through a number of options. And, you know, we talked about a, a particular uh, material, a kind of a thread throughout, a needle or a thread throughout the, the, the various buildings, and how to separate the buildings utilizing glass and reducing the mass and so forth. And, uh, they did a number of exercises, more than I've ever been accustomed to uh, from anybody presenting here. And uh, I think 
you know, the result is, uh, is a much improved design. I do have a couple of questions mm -hmm. about the unit sizes. Um, I know Canvas has 168. Are you able to speak at all? Um, you know, I think when you guys came here last time, we asked for market study, and before the meeting, we got uh, a quick handout. So I've, I've not dived into it, but again, just looked at it. But I'd be interested to know how does this unit count in sizes, since I wasn't part of the commission at that point in time, lay out and how does the market study support the amount of one bedrooms or junior units that, that you're asking for? Yeah, so um, the market study was done back, back in 2019. So we have included information from that, but I have actually talked with the third party, Noel, about how Canvas relates to the next phase of mixed use, because when you're doing larger projects like this, you want to make sure that um, you're not just repeating the same building over and over, but that you're like looking at the total mix of all of Valor Acres. And so he actually was um, kind of pushing us for more of like a, a smaller unit size than we've, we've actually gone, so a higher count of the smaller units, because he said that in the mixed use, um, it's going to be a little bit more vibrant. Um, you're probably going to target um, maybe more of the young professionals than the empty nesters in terms of uh, its differentiation between Canvas. We still have a big variation between um, you know, some of these junior units. And like I said, there's only six of them that are the 575, and that's really driven by the um, stair locations. And then the next junior is um, above 600 square feet. Um, and we will have a mix of, of that and then three bedrooms, which is very similar to Canvas. Um, so, you know, at Canvas we have uh, 68 one bedrooms, um, 54 one bed pluses, and then uh, uh, 32 be two bedrooms and five three bedrooms. So there's really a mix with it really being focused on the two beds, two bed, or sorry, the, um, that's kind of the kind of the mix we're going for. But we wanted to make sure that we had really attractive three bedroom units and then also these efficient units because that's what we've seen in the market in Cleveland um, especially in the suburbs is people either want to be in the great location where it's walkable but want um, you know a unit so the 575 allows for a pricing of you know $1,500 a month so that you know a young professional who's working at Sherwin-Williams can afford to be in these in this building but also allows for that three bedroom for the person who wants to remain in Brexville um, you know, likes the idea of um, being a part of the mixed use. So I, th I think, you know, we've seen it successful at a number of suburban developments um, combining some of these more efficient units. Um, so I did put in, in the fact sheet uh, at Van Aken, there's a number of units that are under 600 square feet and, and they perform really well. Um, and at Intro, which is arguably the most successful new construction in terms of multifamily in Cleveland, um, I mean, their, their junior one beds or their studios start under 500 at like 450 square feet. Not to say that Brexville should be the same, so I'm not you know, trying to say that we should be what um, the near west side is, but I'm just trying to give you a sense of new construction on the multifamily side is definitely skewing towards units that we're using space efficiently um, and delivering a unit that you know, a, a young professional um, would love to be in. And, and from as, as far as the study, we summarized a lot of the highlights, at least what was asked of us last time. We can continue to talk about it if there's more questions that come tonight. 
we can't submit the, the, the study formally. It's proprietary and confidential between us and the, the agency that does the survey for us because we have, we have a little bit of input in how we want to drive the market. But we will make a copy of that available so that it can be reviewed. Um, so that if there's any details that we didn't summarize that we'd like more info on, we'd be happy to. Yeah. So, okay, perfect. So the market study was from 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you doing a new one since COVID happened? We have done informal updates. So what they do is they touch on the high points. So they touch on is the mix uh, changing? Are the are the market rents changing? They have. They've they've climbed. Right. Um, so yeah, no, we've done spot check where they give you an update. It's more of a again another summary, but it's the root. Um, detail of the study is still remains in the base um, the base case still holds and then we'll do a more major update closer to when we um, want to get financing because it's going to be important to have those numbers fresher so we did talk about you know timing of this update and we thought and and the third party you they usually want to sell their services but they were like you know just because of the like kind of check-in updates yeah. that we've done already for canvas and then um, you know, understanding the site and being able to talk with you, we feel confident in at least giving you input on the mix and pricing direction, um, which is really what we need at this point. And the, um, you guys are doing pre-releasing right now for Canvas. Mm -hmm. Can you share where the pre-releasing is happening of those unit counts? Yeah, I can, I can tell you we're ahead of schedule. Okay. Um, but where, like, so... What's going though? Is it, the th is it all the three bedrooms? Are those gone? Are it, it goes in similar chunks as you described. The, the 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 prime units, the corner units that are the two and three bedrooms, go pretty quick right off the bat because those are just some pent up demand. Now the number of people who are are interested in those specific units, that pool is a little shallower than the single unit pool. Um, so it's sort of a mix of both of those. But we're we haven't been surprised by any of the patterns. We're ahead of schedule on our pre-leasing and the timing of these, you know, these units versus what will be Canvas is well enough of a gap in time to make sure that we have the actual buildings leased and the units leased before we come out with any more. The efficient one bedrooms are performing well, though, on Canvas pre-leasing. Okay, thank you. Um, another question that I have, and I know that you said that this is preliminary, but the um, floor plan for the... Um, junior, the the smallest one, the closet space that you have for that. If I'm calculating it correctly, it's 18 and 18.5 square feet. And per the code, I think it's a minimum of 60 square feet. So that's um, that is a huge variation. Yeah, so um, we're actually looking at some interesting alternatives for storage that will provide a lot of, like, actually linear hanging space. Um, and so we'll continue to kind of refine those that happen in uh, actual, like, wardrobe or, or millwork. We haven't decided if that's our approach yet. But I would not say that this unit um, plan reflects the amount of closet that we're ultimately going to be delivering. This kind of just shows you how that would lay out in terms of bathroom, bedroom area, um, and living area, just so that you could see you could get, you know, a nice size kitchen, a nice size living room, and a, a bedroom that would fit a, a decent size bed. Yeah, because I mean, I, like, I, I went and looked at the layouts of some of the existing units that you guys have at Canvas, and those are more of the walk-in closet, bigger, bigger storage space. So, um, again, seeing how small of the closet space, I, I was quite taken aback by that. Yeah, I think that, that um, that'll be continued to be refined here. I also want to emphasize the fact that this is only six out of the, whatever, 221. So most of the other ones will have the walk-in. It's just to be able to give a variety of, of um, you know, options in the building. Yeah, and, uh, what might address that, we just haven't gotten to the level of detail, is like 
cabinet space in the sleeping area, mm -hmm. right? There's opportunities at both corners that don't impact the sliding door, um, but we just haven't gotten to that level. And ironically, we have a, a trip planned in the next few weeks to go see yeah. a, a manufacturer of, of a product that specifically addresses that, but I just haven't incorporated that kind of thing yeah. yet. Thank you. Okay, any other questions on Building D? Uh, yes, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Stuckey. Um, you are aware that per floor there's 17 apartments. And, and 12 of them are 12 or, or less than our code of 750 square feet. Uh, I guess when, when I'm backing in on Lori's comment that there's 18 square feet in a closet, it just seems like you could eliminate one apartment on both sides of the floor and actually get yourself up to code or close to the 750 and, and really I, I just, it, it just seems outrageous to me that 12 out of 17 are, are not to code per floor. That's, that's one. I just think, I, I'm, 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 I cannot, it, it's not one or two. I mean, you guys are talking about the juniors being, you know, small, but these other ones are not to code either. Yeah, it's 750 square feet. Yeah, I think you start to then price out many of the people that we want to be living in um, these buildings and that, uh, you know, the way that um, unit plans are laid out and in efficient ways, I feel like people are able to, you know, enjoy spaces that are smaller as um, developers have gotten, a, a, you know, more creative and, and been able to, you know, Kevin talks about this, this cabinetry solution that we're coming up with. We are going to make sure they're very livable, but we also want to make sure that, um, you know, that young professional at Sherwin, um, you know, has, has a space. And if we absorb the units and make them over 750, you know, um, at our, you know, 260 a square foot, let's say, um, for 1,000 square feet, you know, that, that's $2,600 a month. So I think it's nice to have, you know, some options, and those are usually, you know, having, having a few that are, you know, a normal one-bedroom size in new construction, which these are, and then having some that are, you know, those larger two-bedrooms and three-bedrooms, I think will um, perform really well and give us the, um, you know, the energy that we want at, at, the, um, at the center. Okay, thank you. But the ones you say that are normal one-bedrooms still don't, are not up to code, up to our code. Um, and I guess my, I do appreciate you guys taking one floor off. Mm -hmm. um, of the, but um, as I've stated before, I, I really, I, I'd, I'd rather have condos, uh, not the apartments. And I've asked three stories because that would eliminate additional apartments. And I, I just don't see the, the you know, from what I've looked up, document, you know, documentation on what, what was proposed here, having that many apartments. Just, I am, I am not in favor of that. Chairman? Yes. Understanding that Canvas is not built out, Canvas is not rented out yet. Um, what Northeast Ohio area comps, actuals, do, can we look at regarding square footage, lease rates? You know, a Pinecrest area could be roughly comparable, even though there's a lot more going on in that vicinity than there is in Brexville. Um, 
my concern is over the long, long haul with many smaller units, what happens, and this can't be answered, but what happens to the potential depreciation of the value of this entire development as part apartments age? I don't have an answer. You can't have an answer to that, but that's my concern. And so looking at comps, if it's 260 a square foot rental is you know, that, that's the target for this. What was it for the last one and where did it go? You know, versus inflation. Because I think the last thing that anybody here wants to do is, this, this is a large residential development, is, is have this depreciate. You don't want that to happen. We certainly don't want that, that to happen in town. What other data, uh, actuals, is available for us? So um, part of um, that study that we will provide the full detail, that would actually be helpful because we, we do comp those very, you know. So we would use general mixed use or, or um, let's call it high-end suburban comps. There's never a perfect comp, right? You're sort of piecemealing. Um, Pinecrest would be one of them. Um, Van Aken would be another, Crocker Park would be another in terms of sort of the mixed use component. And then there's a handful of other suburban, um, I'm thinking of on the corner right by Pinecrest to the south of. Um, oh, uh, Aster? Not Aster, even further south. Up. There's, there's, there's 10 comps and you, you sort of take the pieces that apply most to you. There's even some um, uh, city of Cleveland proper comps, including a couple that we've built ourselves. Um, that, that you, you get some information of how to, you know, uh, and apply it. Um, what I can say is what those were built for, what they charge in rent, all that stuff is pretty available because you can, you can piecemeal all of it together. And to your first or a portion of one of your questions was, we started underwriting um, Canvas closer to $2.15 rent um, based on the costs that were then. And then um, it has now grown, rent has grown to that 250, 260 is what we're proving out and pre-leasing at that time. Now that's also been the adjustment of costs because costs have gone up. And when we get into that gray zone where let's just, let's just face it, we're, we're forecasting, we're not, we're not um, right? We're forecasting. We err on the side of spending more to keep the quality up, which is what we've done here. And what we're proposing to do, I'm sorry, which we've done at Canvas and what we're proposing to do here. When you get in a subjective way, you make amenities better, you make finishes higher quality, um, and, and believe it or not, space is not as important between 50 to 100 square feet as amenities are, as quality of finishes, as cabinetry. And so that's where we invest. That's sort of our style of how we do multifamily. It's proven to be pretty successful. Um, does it eliminate all concerns? And you no, know, of course not. But, um, but it certainly helps, and we have a good track record with it. Mr. Chairman, can I ask you a question? Yes. What, what, what is the overall percentage of this development that is residential? And do you consider that to be a major residential development? Yeah, so, so to, to, to be fair, there's always a subjective nature to answer um, what's, what's the right amount of anything in a mixed-use development. But what I would say is more industry average, more industry typical 
uh, would be to come out with a much heavier multifamily option for a scale of this, for a mixed use site of this scale. Um, most multifamily developers, unless they already have assets within a, a square mile, wouldn't, wouldn't come out with anything less than two to 300 in any given phase because they need sort of operational efficiencies for staffing and whatever. We have a, a unique ability to look at this a little bit leaner because we have some shared resources. The fact that we will be here, the fact that we know that there's multiple phases coming, we've taken the risk on to do these in more, let's call them, bear with me, bite-size um, approach because we know where we are. Right? This is this is Brexville and this is, this is a new offering and we have to be delicate in how we approach it. Um, we are very confident that um, a far significant more amount of units would do well here. We are not we are not concerned that we're coming out with too much product. It has been asked a few different ways. Um, and yes, Mayor, I, I really do think um, in a in, in a vacuum, if this were to be proposed, this would typically come with a lot more units in this space. Again, what what's the do you have a percentage in mind at this point? because I know you don't know what's going to happen with other buildings and what the size will be. And, You'll and hear so a little forth. bit more of this in, 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 the, in, in hopefully a, a public presentation, but our agreement um, to address this with Sherwin-Williams is a third, a third, a third, and that you want to see a third um, multifamily residential, a third in some sort of commercial and retail, because there's a couple subjective what falls in each category and a, and, and a third office. And how you arrive at those is a combination of square footage, dollars spent, and, and a hybrid of a bunch of metrics to keep that balance. But that's ideal. The, that's a metric way of proposing what you really want to see is a healthy development. That's what we're really shooting for here. Okay. And so, then the issue regarding, uh, Mr. Stuckey brought up condos uh, what, in three floors. How do you respond to, to that? Do you, are you... Um, you know... To, to, to the first one, um, we can't make three floors work. It, it just won't work. There's not enough efficiency. Um, other people have looked at our going from, you know, five stories of residential down to four, now to three of residential <clears throat> above the retail and have said that's probably too far. Um, we, we understand the, the, the sensitivities of where we're at, but we feel comfortable that we can make that work. Um, we can't make it work any further. We just can't. Um, on the condo side, I think there would be a day that that would work, but not initially. It's just it's that's it, a very unproven market on to to bring mixed use into an unproven mixed use market to then underwrite condos. It wouldn't be financeable. Um, it'd be an all cash and all equity, um, um, and it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult underwriting. It wouldn't be supported currently. Maybe in a maybe in you know after a phase of improvement of sorts, but um, we are uncomfortable with that because the market doesn't seem to support that. One last question: I'm going to the four stories, which I'm sure many up here appreciate. The um, you're still, I mean, your your percentage of the height that is permitted under the code, you're way under. Are you not the number that you could be? Well, yeah, it, and, and stay within the code. It, 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 Depending on how you look at it, um, the existing zoning allows us to go north of 80 feet, just north of 80 feet. And, and at four stories, we'll end up at just around 50, give or take some parapet and some final um, details in the, in the final. So yeah, I mean, we were cognizant of that even on, even on building six where we're showing um, the, the stories that we are, we're still under 
what the previous zoning allowed for. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Did I hear you say that there's an arrangement with Sharon Williams of the one-third, one-third, one-third? Yes. Okay, so you have um, some type of obligation to provide? As part of the agreement um, at the time to, um, there was multiple agreements with, you know, the city uh, and, and, and Sherwin and us as the development of the property in Sherwin, we agreed to a certain type of use, um, certain categories of use, certain categories that we weren't allowed to have, um, and um, an overall mix that was designated as, as a third, a third, a third. And, and that was for the mixed use phase? Correct. So it, it isn't for canvas plus mixed use? Okay. Um, this goes way out in right field for a moment, but um, you did the residential phase several years ago. It's under construction. You're designing this phase, and then there's the spot in the middle. I know you, we, we've had prior conversations. I know you can't tell us some of those things from disclosure things. Is there any concept of residential, more residential in that stretch? Um, no, we don't have anything currently. In fact, we're, we're currently talking to a specific user for the space directly north of the garage. Would you, would you yeah. pull up a site plan? Okay. Again, I'm, I'll be coy on purpose. Um, but we're talking to two users, um, both of which are, um, well, I'll classify them as commercial retail. Um, in where, her, where the, the, that area is to the north. Um, we've always forecasted like the L, the, the reverse L, as, a, as a, another opportunity for a mini headquarters, commercial office. Um, and so we have not, you know, our, our forecast for, for additional residential, if there was, would probably come out of the canvas area. But, I, you know, we, we're, not, we're not even preliminary at that point or even conceptually. Okay. Um, back to building D. Um, Questions were raised regarding the um, mix of, we'll say, unit types. Um, I, I heard you answer a, a question earlier about canvas in this two and three bedrooms were uh, renting out early. Did, did I hear that correctly? I mean, I, I would say that um, we've had interest in the larger units, but also probably more so in the efficient units. So it's not dissimilar to how other buildings are leasing up in Cleveland. There's usually like a lot of interest in the um, efficient units and a lot of interest in the ones that, you know, maybe there's only a handful, the ones with like, you know, big balconies and stuff like that. Um, that's where you really get into trouble and, and some buildings have in Cleveland where they're delivering large one bedroom units that are very expensive, but don't provide the extra things like the second bedroom or um, you know some of the amenities that um, people who are willing to spend that money want. So that's really where people get into trouble is where they deliver a standard one bedroom unit that is too large. Okay. I'm just going to ask the question so I don't wonder about it later. Is with with the quantity? If I look at Building D, um, said. 70% are one bedroom or less. Um, is there any opportunity, or let me rephrase that, would it make any sense that any of those are combined to make 
and just to make it up for a moment for purposes of conversation, do you join a one-bedroom and a junior and make a two-bedroom? Or do you, there, there's some one-bedrooms that are bigger and smaller than others do you, to, to, to change that mix. Um, and, and I'm not telling you I think you should. I'm asking you the question um, because there was some discussion about the quantity of, of rooms that are, say, below our what our ordinances state. So does that as a concept make any sense? Can you, can you comment on that? Yeah, I think then we're really cutting the market because we're getting rid of, I know these, you know, I, I understand that they're below code and I'm not, um, you know, arguing that point and I, under, I understand that, but I do think that there is a really a deep market for those units and people appreciate having those units in the building. The other thing I would say is if we were looking to add more two or three bedrooms, I think we would tend to do that in building E where it's um, the, the building amenities are, uh, I guess, for all three buildings are in building E, and it has more of the height. So um, that is, is some of the thought around the unit mix in DNF. Okay. So if I were to read in between the lines on that, we shouldn't look at the unit mix of one building alone. We should look at all three together? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I actually would argue that we should look at the unit mix of the entire Valerie. That's how we're looking at it. Okay. So what do we want to add that Canvas doesn't have? So maybe some of these smaller units and maybe some of the, you know, three bedroom, continue to add three bedrooms, balconies and, and things like that. But I think, you know, we, we feel strongly in this unit mix, um, just having done, you know, our homework, um, been in the multifamily market, and then, um, you know, really consulting with our third party, uh, Noel. And not to say that, you know, it, we, we we can't tweak, but I don't. I don't think that adding um, two bedrooms is is necessarily going to be accretive to the project. Um, yeah, and, and 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 we don't think making um, a standard one bedroom increasing its size is going to help. We think it's actually going to hurt. Mm -hmm. So that's that's our our hesitation to doing something like that. Not because we disagree how much space is is warranted. It's just yeah. we've seen that proven out in the market. Okay. Um, there is, in, in each of these, D, um, D, E, and F, there's the breakdown in the unit mix. Um, is, is there a unit mix, or a breakdown of the whole? No, we can, but we can provide that next okay. time, um, okay. and we can provide uh, that with Canvas, too. So I, I did see that um, unit, or, or building E, has a more, we'll say, diverse spread of the unit types than what DNF have. Yeah, and that that's so. kind of, forgive me for the pun, but by design, so. <laughs> okay. Um. I think that would be helpful to see also with the market study if that's, again, I get it's proprietary, but like some of that additional information just to, because you can't compare Brexville to intro. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That, like in some aspects of rent and stuff like that, you can. Sure. But people that want to live by the West Side Market are not oh, wanting yeah. to move here. No, so, it's it's know. not the the the. Yeah. Yeah. The point I was trying to make is just that 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 literally has been the most successful building. So if you want to say like I tried to pick Van Aken is a very similar comp in terms of you know being in this. I know it's a very different suburb, but 
in I also wanted to pick the building that's getting the highest rent has been new construction right. and actually pulls similar um, demographics so a lot of young professionals and empty nesters though it is on the near west side which is a very different location um, what, so. you, what you get from those two you get tidbits on what amenity balance you need and like what what premiums are driven by certain amenities so that's that's what we're talking about when we're picking sort of all the information to, to understand what we're you know proposing to do here and so we um i've actually given monica a copy of the market study so that um you know if you if you want to look at it you can but um we can do an updated version because obviously those rents are old um for our selected comp set yeah and one of the one of the other things i just want to mention especially here in this sort of setup um one of the constraints we have here for the reason for wanting to maximize perfect the, the size to what we think rents and all that is that you know nearly all our parking here will be structured parking right so we're, we're you know most even even the near west and east side have lots that people can even canvas right has a has a portion of uncovered outdoor parking we don't have that luxury here none of the uncovered parking will be dedicated for people who live here we're going to force them into the garage into structured parking so um, that's one of the other reasons why we have to be a little more nimble with, with probably inefficient on some of the space. And I'm assuming that you guys are going to retain ownership. You're not building to sell. No, we're not. We're not merchant sellers. We're, we're, we're and, and especially in our backyard, we're going to want to control, um, you know, at our HQ, what happens with the surrounding property. And are you going to use the same management company that, for both properties? We will be the management company. Oh, you're, oh yes. congratulations. Yes, thank you. Okay, so building D, we're here for the conditional use RA and, and the building itself. Um, as mentioned, we'll go through all of these and we'll come back to, to vote on each one. Um, is, before uh, we, we, we proceed on, are there any... Um, Anything else we need to cover on building D? We'll come back for voting. Okay. So then um, building E would be up next. So building E. Um, as, as they had shown earlier in their presentation, they've uh, made some architectural adjustments to the exterior um, based on discussions and feedback with Mr. Pato and myself. Um, I think the architectural improvements are notable. I think, it, I think it's a better building than what we had during the consultation. So I, um, thank you for that collaboration. Um, yeah, thank you. I think um, you know our architects really appreciated the um, you know the ability to to work with you guys and to improve the building. So I appreciate you guys taking the time too. Okay, and then building E, the same, the, the same as D. They're here for the building itself, minus um, site work, landscaping, lighting. And, and then they're looking for the RA conditional use. Um, uh, 
comments? Questions? Mr. Chairman. Mr. Stuckey. Um, I thought you guys did a heck of a lot better job um, with the variety in this one. Um, I was, you know, this is kind of what I was hoping for in the, in the DN, DNF. Um, I do agree with Mr. Larmer, though, that I'd love to see those juniors and right next to the corner rooms. I mean, if you have corner rooms, a corner bedroom, two, two bedroom and a corner one bedroom that I gotta believe are gonna be your top sellers. I mean, they're just gotta be your top sellers in the corners. And just take that junior and add it to the two bedroom, the junior on the other side and add it to the one bedroom. It just seems like those are your mint rooms. You're gonna be able to see forever two locations. I, I just don't know why you would take a, a, a beautiful corner like that and, and try and sell a junior next to it. It just, it just seems like a perfect spot for, for somebody to live for a lot of years in, in Blacksville. Um, so, and uh, again, my only issue is the number of number of floors. I am, I'm not in favor of the, the six floors, but I thought you guys did a much better job on those. And I don't know if you take into consideration eliminating those juniors and making it, but I just, you know, yeah, I think um, you know we're really trying to focus on uh, emphasizing the uh, corners here that uh, face into the development and the activation. Um, so we just need to balance um, the number of large units we have because we don't want to over deliver. Um, you know, on, on two in, in large three bedrooms and not be able to rent them. So I do appreciate the comment, and, and we will look at it. Yeah. But we need to look at the overall unit mix um, yeah, and, and make sure it's something we can lease. And we feel pretty confident that we're 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 there. We're close to there. But you know, as we have on on everything, we'll continue to to work through that with yeah. you on from from preliminary to final approval. I mean, it's not off the table. Yeah. Um. We we you know, we've we've certainly um, as we've worked through these different processes from canvas on, you 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 know, you've called attention to a lot of fair things that I think ultimately have to deliver a better product. And so, we're not naive to the fact that that might happen here too. So if if in terms of layout and floor planning, if that proves itself during that, we're open-minded to it. We're not, you know, that is not a, that's not off the table at all. Building E containing the site amenities um, and that the approval is, or, or that we're seeking approval for the building, excluding site work, landscaping, lighting, et cetera, et cetera. Does anything in that courtyard included? In this when we say site work versus building how are you interpreting that it's a fair question <laughs> and the only and here's here's the one thing I'll ask and it's more of a I would ask for the feedback of is the is there a reason that we need to discuss the pool yeah it's more con conceptually yeah. yeah we show a conceptual pool and a courtyard area if there was issues with that that, that could be problematic, but the details and how they tie in and what you're specifically approving, we're not concerned that we could ultimately do something that meets. A, a, a well, I guess I'm asking what, what's included. If you're telling me it's not included right now, I, I'm not going to concern myself till next time. Um, I, I don't have because because admittedly it's a gray. Let's not include yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that's I, the I, a little easier. I don't see anything there that's mm -hmm. causing. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. light bulbs to go on or yeah. warning lights. No, um, that, that I'm feedback just asking helps, the but. question um, because it is, I mean, it's a courtyard, so it's a little bit, um, we'll say, schematic in what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll say that the, the courtyard at E will be evaluated later. Fair enough. Okay. But it will include, conceptually, it would include a pool. Yes. And fire pits. Yes. Okay. Um, any questions, thoughts, concerns beyond what um, has already been discussed? I would just kind of second what Mr. Stuckey said of looking at, you've got a lot of juniors, you've got, you know, 12, you know, if this goes at six floors, which I don't know that, that everybody is on board with necessarily, but that's, you've got 24 junior and you don't have really much with the three bedrooms, you know, you've got four here and you've got five with canvas. So again, would you want to make potentially um, two bedroom and a den or, or some three bedrooms somewhere in here? As part of our overall unit mix that we'll provide in the next updated package, I think that, again, we are not that unit mix, so long as, again, conceptually we can respect that we're trying to gain efficiencies as best as possible, we will, we will continue to keep open that process. And, and, and I, I think you're right. There might be, when we start laying them out next to each other, because we have looked at them individually, and we have looked holistically, and, but all at the same time, um, I think it, it could you know, develop some patterns that maybe we want to consider changing. Yeah, and we are just starting to get into unit design now because we, we really want to understand like the, you know, the building heights and the uh, massing and stuff like because that the pushes and pulls do change how you're laying out the unit, so you don't really want to get too far ahead of your skis. Right. So right. Um, this will, by definition, change because we will be planning. Um, we just wanted to show you what you know the smallest unit could look like um, because it was requested last time. Not to say that that's what it's going to be. And I, we appreciate the comments on Mix, and I think um, we can do a good job to try to provide you information ahead of time on, um, you know, where the Mix stands uh, for Valor Acres as a whole and for each of the individual buildings and for mixed use um, ahead of next time and could even uh, align that to some other buildings that we, we think are comps. Um, I'm going to reiterate something just because I, I think it's – small but significant and that was the the size of the closet and i i understand you already said you're looking at other things yeah, yeah. but but boy i hope the final sure. doesn't come in with uh, a 12 square foot closet um that uh yeah and, and you've already stated so i know you're looking at it um, so that's building E. Any other questions, concerns regarding building E? Um, thoughts, considerations? Um, building F is a twin. To D. To D. So. Um, Almost. It just, uh, there's, on, on, on this one, there's 13. Uh, 13 out of 17 per floor, they're not per code. On D, it was 12 out of 
17 or not. And again, my question, I would just ask if we could eliminate one, one junior on both sides and make a bigger bedroom on, on those would be my wish to try and get a couple additional. So that being said, I guess the question becomes, what's the right answer? <laughs> to, um, well, you obviously have um, some knowledge and in investigation on unit sizes. You've done some kind of calculations. We have an ordinance that says 750 square feet. Mm -hmm. um, you're looking to come in with, with a number that are less than that. Um, Um, I, I did a, a, a quick look. I know there's other places that have um, studios in the, in the 600 square foot range. What's what's the um, I, and I don't know how you get this, but that's what you do, not me. <laughs> um, how, what, what's the lease rate on them? Like, like the, the, these little feet. ones? Yeah. They'll um, actually be north of that 260 average. Yeah. Because of the efficiency. So at like Van Aken, they're leasing over $3 a square foot. Um, so you really want to try to keep a unit that, you know, is, is under $2,000. Like, you start to have to look at the whole dollar rent. If you have only 750 Yeah, we, we look at it from an underwriting standpoint at a per square foot cost because then that correlates to the per square foot of cost to construct and all those things. Um, the renters look at it from a total budget, right? What can they afford monthly? And so there's, you're trying to balance those targets to make the most sense of it. Um, that's all we're trying to do here by, by setting the mix where we're at. And again, uh, you know, can we continue to work on those and, and get that efficiency and find a balance that, that achieves some of that, Mr. Stuckey? I think we can. I really do. I, I, again, you know, if we were talking the, 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 the heights of the building, I, I was trying to be as definitive as I could say. I don't think we can do that. But with unit mix... And, and how we actually lay it out, that is, that is a process I would certainly expect to be a lot more comfortable with between preliminary and final. And if, and if that's a, a noted thing that we have to really work through together and somehow, some way to get the, the commission comfortable, we're, we're, we're on board with that. Okay. My next question relates multiple buildings together. Um, when we looked at building I, you had uh, talked, we, we had talked about parking and um, you had mentioned that the parking garage was expected to be constructed or finished somewhere around the same time as Building I, and you would be using, um, well, some of the people could be parking in the garage. Mm -hmm. um, you also have your Building I on parking that's over there. Yep. We have bridges from uh, DNF that go over to the parking garage. There's also Building E that's connected. And there was discussions early on about the hotel having valet where people would park in the garage. So what I'm wondering is how many, and I'm sure if I open it, it tells me how many parking spaces are in G, um, but how are they allocated to each use? Is there a floor dedicated to each building? Yeah, we- do People get designated. How do you actually set so that the person living in F has a parking space that doesn't get taken up by somebody when shopping that day. 
So um, it's, it's hard to show in chart view, but we'll, we'll attempt to do so as another piece of information. But yes, we have, we have allocation by time, by floor, and by use, how we plan to use the garage. Um, and, and it would, uh, a quick and easy example on one extreme end is, we plan on having valet use the top floor because no one wants to go to the top floor, but if the valet is running it, that makes the most sense, right? Um, there are, we want to keep the first floor open as much to the public, right? The person who's coming in to visit and shop or go to a restaurant, we want to keep that. So there won't be like dedicated spaces to residents or office users on the first floor. Between the first floor and the top floor, if we have those sort of defined, um, we're going to assign the best mix of dedicated spots for office, dedicated spots for, for residential, and there will be different levels we're contemplating for residential, like um, a different rate you'll pay to have a specific spot numbered for you, whatever, you know, keyed in. Or there'll be a more general residential area, right, that you can use after 5 o'clock because you're coming in to park. So there's, there's a whole concept in that, and, and if, if that's important um, to the commission, which I understand, we can come back with sort of the logic of what we're currently planning and then how it ties to the overall parking um, plan and, and overall numbers. I guess I would ask that when um, you're here for the public hearing and uh, preliminary approval that that there's some information on that. So, But what it sounds like is you're relying on a certain amount of, yeah. uh, we'll say, non-simultaneous use. Yeah, the shared parking Residential analysis. people should be Absolutely. at work somewhere during the day Absolutely. when office people might be yes. parking there. And we have direct experience with it. And again, not all residential users are the same, same with office. So they're going to be a certain percentage. They're in, a, they're in a smaller percentage of people that say, I don't even want the hassle of not going to the same spot. They're very regimented. They come in to work at the same time every day, and they're going to want that spot. So we'll accommodate that. And then there's going to be similar people on the residential side. Most, though, most people will float somewhere in between that and not caring where they park. Um, so we, we, we have a, a plan. And, and um, I, you know, I, the good thing here is I think we're well-parked. We still have um, the overflow parking areas available and marked as we as we go through. So if, if we make a mistake, and, and it happens, we have the ability to address it. Okay. So I... Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Parking, do... Is it pay for all levels of parking or only if that you get the reserve spots? Only for the reserve spots. Okay, so yeah. every, Only for the else, dedicated, dedicated areas. Anyone yeah. else coming in? It's yeah, our, our intent on the first floor of the garage is to keep it open to the public. I don't know um, if we, you guys have probably talked about this before, but sometimes there's an idea of like pay, uh, paying like a small amount for metered parking on the street just to keep those turning. Yeah. So I just wanted to make a caveat for that. Um, yeah, and a lot on, of on streets different. Go, yeah. I didn't mean to broad brush that, but um, surface general surface parking, first floor of the garage, we are not intended to be paid parking. Okay, I I um, leapfrogged. So we we were talking about. Uh, building F and I kind of tied it into parking so I just want to come back were there any was there anything to add on F okay so then we can I guess jump fully into the parking garage itself um, any Chairman, how many actual parking spots are, are in this parking garage approximately 710 it's gonna I couldn't hear you. 710 it's gonna vary a little bit in final design, but that's the approximate number. 
question in parking and it ties in with I guess the prior discussion as far as what's dedicated to who um, as people might be living here not might be people will be living here and parking in the garage um, charging stations you got those in there somewhere and how do you do you just again by uh, do does somebody have a parking place with the station, or is that people just use it and then park somewhere? It's three, three scenarios. One, true public, open spaces that everyone can get to. Garage spaces where you're direct and that's your space and that's something that you're just plugging into in your space only. And then kind of a mixed hybrid of that in garage where you are swiping a credit card in order to use. Yeah, we've also accounted for that in our building I. Um, so there's there's a, there's we're going to be addressing electric vehicles um, in multiple places. Um. Hopefully the technology will improve over the next year uh, before we have to buy it. <laughs> will there be anything? This gets a little bit off base, but any anything on generator? And seeing any, and that's not a problem. Just asking, because you have these charging stations, yeah. um, people living there. Um, so, and I'm really asking more around acoustics than whether or not you're required to have a generator. Correct. They're allowed. Yeah, um, we are. We are not planning on having a complete backup generator, for example, in Building I. Um, we'll have life safety things like elevators battery backup that stuff's right. all code required so that, right. that's a given i guess i'm wondering around like acoustics is there a generator like blowing in somebody's you know right outside somebody's window no, no. And, and you know they get tested every 30 days they're allowed to, i would expect two two scenarios where that could come into play one the grocer we would expect there to be a generator for the grocer because of the the, the perishable goods that they would have in a freezer refrigerator scenario um Current anticipation for buildings um, E and H would be to place the generators in the corners of the upper floors of the parking garage and a sound enclosure for that reason, and they would be for code compliant only, the elevators and emergency lighting. Okay. Yeah. And then I don't know yet on hotel, but I would imagine because of the commercial side and the ho and, and, and having more of, um, of a presence of residential or transit residential that they might have that as well. So you are, there will be generators at some location. Required. Um, what will be done for, I guess, to protect acoustically the residents from those regular testing? So. Um, I know they have acoustic packages that come on them. You can enclose them in concrete block walls, so on and so forth. Um, what what? So that's going to be the approach in the parking garage where we would put the generators for both uh, H and E. For the uh, hotel, the outdoor enclosure for trash for them, their, their trash enclosure will be between that and building A. We would look to put that inside of that enclosure as well. So it'll be in a sound enclosure, but then also screened in inside of that enclosure. That's okay. the current concept for uh, those three generators. Okay, any, any other questions or thoughts regarding the parking garage? Is this engineered to get tow trucks in and out so that if something does break down on a higher floor, a tow truck can go in and out? So it will, um, 
it needs to have ADA compliance in an eight foot two capacity on the first floor. Above that, they will use the um, the boomless tow trucks if there were ever an issue. That's how they address that at the other floors. One last one, Mr. Chairman. Yes, just real briefly. I mean, this in the United States, there's got to be lots of 700 spot six story parking garages. I mean. Is this one being designed uniquely for this location, or is some proven concept going to be cut and pasted? Yeah. So, so um, I've, I've given this this sort of um, hyperbole to a lot of national people that don't believe me, but believe it or not, Cleveland is one of the best concrete garage markets in the world. We just happen to have a lot of engineers that are based out of Cleveland, a lot of proven development companies, and a lot of really good concrete contractors. So we've spaced the bays under, um, you know, um, dimensions that fit those systems ideally. Um, we're not going to do a precast garage. It doesn't work in Northeast Ohio. Those aren't very fun. Um, but we are, we, we're, we're pretty good at garages because of all the history. And, and not because we've done them all ourselves, because we've had contractors do them for us that are really good. So, um, no, we've, been, we've already been going directly to contractors to get the feedback to make sure that we're following the spacing plans and that... There's always a little bit of uniqueness in terms of egress and exit, but that's short of the, that's, that's probably the only really custom, and then the facade itself. Did, did you say that you would have accessible height clearances on the first level, but not the other? Did I, did I hear that correctly? Or? Correct. So the eight foot two requirement for the handicapped van. So accessible versus handicapped van, two separate conversations. Obviously, the van first floor, accessible all the way up, they will be required to have the spaces. Okay. In um, the 36-foot bay, that was the difference in the facade. I know we spoke about that last time. They were 27-foot bays. These are a 36-foot bay. What was that last sentence? They are a 36-foot bay. We discussed that last time with the facades. As you look at the facades, these are now in repetition of a 36, or excuse me, it's opposite. 27 now. They were 36. They're 27. Now they're 27. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I, I went the wrong way. <laughs> okay. Um, any other questions or concerns regarding the parking garage? We'll move on to Building H. Um, so Building H is the office building. And um, that is... Um, generally the same as, as the last time. If there's any changes to it, they're uh, small and subtle. Yeah. Um, yes, that's correct. And so building H does not require any conditional use approval. As an office building, um, it's there. So we're just looking at the building itself. Um, Mr. Chair, Building H does require conditional use for the business plan development area. Um, it does. Okay. That's... Not okay. Um, 
Okay, building H. Office. Any questions, concerns, thoughts, wishes? One, two, three, four, five stories. Nice looking building. Anything on building H? Okay, um, so we, we've made it through all of them. I, um, I have a question for Ms. Barkowitz. You're saying H does require a conditional use? So I, I didn't have that in the write-up. I just want to make sure that I read it correctly. So in the write-up it says... I have the same question on the garage. The garage is a conditional use also. Okay. Um, all right, so we've discussed them all the way through as a whole. Um, coming back to this before we um, Go through any motions or voting. Are there any other comments, considerations, things that we need to address as a whole? Um, the separation has been discussed. This is building only. Site work will come back at a later point. Um, in, any, any, I mean, we're only moving these to. Um, Public hearing. Sorry, in, anything that uh, would prevent us from moving this to a public hearing this evening? Okay. Mr. Chairman, just so I'm going to go on the record again, not to keep beating the drum, but I continue to have a concern with the number of apartments. I think we're like at 300 and close to getting close to 400 now. And um, as an aside, I share the concerns about the standards with the apartments. I would like to just add that, you know, Brexel, in part at least, has always been special because we have clung to the standards and our code without good cause. And you know, financial viability, as far as I'm concerned, is not one of them. We don't deviate. So um, I'm all right with moving these to public hearing because we should hear what the public has to say, but I continue to have reservations that this is really becoming Sherwin-Williams and a, a residential development uh, similar to Pinecrest Village and that is not what I supported in the rezoning of this property. Thank you. Thank you. Um, any other questions or concerns for motions to move to public hearing? Okay, so we will start with 
make sure I get them straight. Building C. So I move the Brecksville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, October 5th, 2023 at 7 p.m. at Brecksville City Hall, 9069 Brecksville Road, Brecksville, Ohio, to review the proposed request for preliminary approval of a business plan development area three for building C and a MS motor services conditional use overlay for a hotel use at building C on permanent parcel number 604-09016 as part of the Valor Acres mixed use development on Miller Road, Brexville, Ohio, 44141. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, building D, the uh, residential. I move the Brexville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, October 5, 2023 at 7 p.m. at Brexville City Hall, 9069 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio, to review the proposed request for preliminary approval of business plan development area four for building D and an RA apartments conditional use overlay building D on permanent parcel number 604-09016 as part of the Valor Acres mixed use development on Miller Road, Brexville, Ohio 44141. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreer? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, Building E, apartment building. I move the Brecksville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, October 5, 2023 at 7 p.m. at Brecksville City Hall. 9069 Brecksville Road, Brecksville, Ohio, to review the proposed request for preliminary approval of business plan development area five for building E and an RA apartments conditional use overlay building E on permanent parcel number 6040916 as part of the Valor Acres mixed use development on Miller Road, Brecksville, Ohio, 44141. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay. Building F. The Brecksville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, October 5, 2023, at 7 p.m. at Brecksville City Hall, 9069 Brecksville Road, Brecksville, Ohio, to review the proposed request for preliminary approval of business plan development area six for building F and an RA apartments conditional use overlay building F on permanent parcel number 6040916 as part of the Valor Acres mixed use development on Miller Road, Brexville, Ohio, 44141. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos. Yes. Mr. Jansen. Yes. Mr. Cato. Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreer? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay. Next up, Building G, the parking garage. The Brecksville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, October 5, 2023 at 7 p.m. at Brecksville City Hall, 
9069 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio, to review the proposed request for preliminary approval of business plan development area 7 for building G as part of the Valerie Acres mixed use development on Miller Road, Brexville, Ohio, 44141. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Um, Ms. Barkowitz, in the motion for building H, um, should I be reading the conditional use language into that? Um, I don't think that would hurt. I mean, it okay. by you know by the code, it's already listed as a conditional use. But if you want to be extra clear, it does it doesn't just hurt. so the public understands. Clearly. Okay. Sure. What are we saying? Office building, local business. So we're applying. Yeah, with local business, mm. office built for office building, OB, OB. Okay. Brexville, I move the Brexville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, October 5, 2023 at 7 p.m. at Brexville City Hall, 9069 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio, to review the proposed request for preliminary approval of business plan development area 8 for building H and an OB office building conditional use overlay on building H as part of the Valerie Acres mixed use development on Miller Road, Brexville, Ohio, 44141. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos. Yes. Mr. Jansen. Yes. Mr. Pato. Yes. Mr. Larmer. Yes. Mr. Shreya. Yes. Mayor Ruby. Yes. Mr. Stuckey. Yes. All right. We'll see you on October 5. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your support. Appreciate it. Motion to adjourn. Second. Second. Ms. Cardos. Yes. Mr. Jansen. Yes. Mr. Pato. Yes. Mr. Larmer. Yes. Mr. Shreya. Yes. Mayor Ruby. Yes. Mr. Stuckey. Yes.